Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Well, I think I'm going to sneeze, but I'm not sure. <laughs> so it's kind of all things. I just turned the fans on. They might be a little strong, but uh, if I sneeze in the middle of this, I'll just let uh, Brianna take over because it's going to be one of those days. So, and now, ladies and gentlemen, from a car somewhere in the great state of Oklahoma, our government inquiry report with uh, with Brianna um, Cannon. So, uh, good morning. How you doing? Good. A little tired. How are you? Okay, I'm always tired, but <laughs> that's because I have too much fun doing what I do. So, uh, especially after a show, this is like a, a super adrenaline rush. So when you get your own show one day, trust me, uh, it's fun. And three hours of 100% concentration just wipes you out. But it's it's really a good time. So how's the weather there? What's going on? Is it looking good? Yeah, it's a little rainy. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Heading for fall. Okay, so let's get into it. I've got uh, I've got a rather controversial title for the show. Uh, it's called The Coming Civil War and How Action Radio Can Prevent It. So you may or may not want to get into that because I want to cover your stuff first. But I started looking this up. I saw one article and it was talking about civil war. It's like, no, no, we don't want a civil war. No, 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 no. And I thought to myself, Action Radio, part of the reason I created this, and I didn't realize this at the time, was to specifically avoid a civil war. Because everybody says, you know, it's either ballots, which are stolen, or bullets. It's like, no, you idiots. No, no, bills. Let's do bills. Let's change the laws. Let's not do this, you know, these radical one or the other solutions. It drives me crazy. So that's a big part of Action Radio and something that I want to talk to you about as time goes on. But what is on your mind? What, is, what have you been thinking about this week? What would you like to ask or comment on? Good morning. Oh, say hi to your mom for me, too. She's there, right? Yeah, she went into the office, though. So. Oh, okay. So it's just you. All right. So, uh, well, I want to get your folks on the show one day just because I'm curious. <laughs> that'd be uh, that'd be kind of interesting. Anyway, sometime we'll do that. All right. So tell me, what do you think? What's uh, what's on your mind? Um, I do not like the Civil War. But anyway, um, the first thing it's actually something I found last week is that mm-hmm. seeing mosquitoes. And for mosquitoes, they've started trying different things with them, like tests and stuff. One test that they have is where they um, do something to the mosquitoes. I don't know what. But the offspring has this little light on them or light in them that kind of tracks them. And it's to help them track the population. And another test with that is what they're doing is they're trying to genetically modify them to where the offspring of mosquitoes don't actually survive till adulthood, which is whenever they actually bite you. So it's kind of trying to wipe out the mosquito population. Well, you know what happens when you mess with, uh, with nature and, uh, and the ecosystem? Really bad things happen. You know, when people brought um, Burmese pythons to Florida, thinking, what a great idea, we'll keep pet pythons, not realizing they grow to 32 feet. 
and that people would release them when they get to about 10 feet and they're too big to handle. Uh, they become dangerous at that point. And so now we have an invasion of uh, Burmese pythons uh, in the Florida Everglades, and they're basically reducing the population of everything. They're incredibly dangerous. They're not natural. They shouldn't be there, all because some idiot thought it'd be a, a neat idea to have pet pythons instead of, uh, you know, smaller snakes that people can manage. I'm not crazy about keeping snakes anyway, but that's not intended consequences. A mongoose in uh, Hawaii to uh, take care of, uh, I think, the snake population there. And, of course, now they're eating all the, the, the eggs of the, uh, the, the native birds. And so you've got to be really careful with, with messing around with, uh, with Mother Nature um, because you, there's the unintended consequences. People have no idea. Now, as much as I despise mosquitoes, and I do, you know, it's uh, Dennis Prager will ask all the time, you know, why did God create mosquitoes? <laughs> well, that's a really good question. But uh, a day on average. So that's, that's a lot of mosquitoes. So I love dragonflies. Dragonflies are one of my spirit animals. And frogs eat them and everything else. But they are a nuisance and they spread horrible diseases like malaria. Um, so I thought you were going to talk about uh, the fact that they want to bioengineer these to, uh, to spread the vaccine, the jab, the snake oil jab. This, uh, I thought, I th- this is my third point, which is oh. why like, I first started with vaccine mosquitoes. Yes. Okay. So with this, what they tried to do is, I think it was a flu vaccine. I'm not exactly positive which one they chose to do this, uh-huh. which type of vaccine. But what they did is they got, I think there's, I think they got like billions of mosquitoes and put them in this box thing. Um, uh-huh. I mean, I don't remember this exactly very well, but. That's okay. No, I mean, you can always, you can always fix it next people. week. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> they had like 30 I do that all the time. people that would. Uh-huh. That would stick their arm in the box, mm-hmm. you know, to get the vaccine from the mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. And from doing that, a lot of the people actually ended up having like a um, lower version of malaria from that. Well, yeah, because the mosquitoes carry but also, mosquitoes carry disease. <laughs> See, this is hysterical to me. I, the, the idea that you're going to genetically uh, your implant. Uh, the snake oil jab uh, in mosquitoes and have that transfer to people is hysterical. First, mosquitoes are tiny. Uh, secondly, you, you take a look at the amount terrifying. of a... Well, it is and it isn't, because what if all the mosquitoes die of the jab? I mean, had they told you how many mosquitoes were killed when they tried to do this? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it's funny. Maybe that's just... I'm just my cynical... Uh, uh, but think about that. See, they didn't report... They're not going to report that, right? So if they try and implant the jab, what if the jab kills the mosquitoes? I mean, wouldn't that be hysterical? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's think about something. I'm right, not so even sure how they do it because mosquitoes mm-hmm. are very tiny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, but it's only the female mosquitoes terrifying. that bite. You know that it's only the female mosquitoes yeah. that bite, right? Yeah. Okay. Don't 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 yeah. take it personally. All right. Um, this is fascinating to me because they do spread disease. But here's here's a question that I don't think anyone's asked yet. How is malaria, first of all, carried, and is it genetically modified? Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Is it genetically modified in the mosquito? In other words, when you put something in something else's body, a bug body, you know, what is what does the DNA of the bug do to the malaria to preserve it, or what would it do to the snake oil jab? I mean, you've got a lot of chemicals and heavy metals, and you've got dangerous stuff in the jab. That's why people are dying. In fact, our own uh, Florida Surgeon General. Dr. Latipo um, just came out recently and, and had a warning, said that males 
you know, under, I think, uh, 40 should not under any circumstances take the COVID jab. A, COVID is not that big a risk to them, uh, if, it, if it's a risk at all. Uh, and secondly, the risk of myocarditis, you know, swelling of the heart is huge. And so we just came out with that. So the, the whole jab is, is getting a, a bad rap. But what does, it do in a, what does it do in the body of a bug? I mean, it changes in our body. You know, our body takes messenger RNA, and it's geared for humans to create more spike proteins and cause just, just heart in people's bodies. So the question is, what would that do to a bug body? You know, what, what are we going to get? What, what, let's, let's speculate for a bit. So what do you think would happen if something designed for humans ends up in a bug, which is a completely different genetic makeup? What would the bug's body do to whatever quantity of jab it gets? What do you think? You know, it would just die, but I don't know. I don't either. I and mean, this is, this is, there's no right answer here, okay? See, th- th- that's part of the, the, the intrigue is to ask the questions that no one's thought about. And we can't know that until somebody actually tries it, which is kind of stupid. But there's just enough wacko mad scientists at the, the CDC and other places in our government who have way too much money and way too few brains. They, they're probably trying to like this right now. You know, uh, what do they call it? Gain of function? So this would be like uh, gain of bug function? <laughs> Sorry. But it's a, it's a good question. Yeah. So are you worried about it? What do you think? You said it was terrifying. Yes. Like, let's just say hypothetically it worked. And okay. they were able to transfer a vaccine into a mosquito and a mosquito into people. And they released mm-hmm. billions and billions and billions and, and then mm-hmm. unwillingly vaccinate all the population mm-hmm. against everybody's will. Okay, so normally we have an immune system. So if something comes in from a mosquito bite, what's the first thing your body does? Um, makes a little red bump. Exactly, it fights it. That's, 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 that's an immune reaction to the mosquito bite. Oh, by the way, saliva cures mosquito bites very quickly. I don't know if you knew that. Saliva is a, a natural antibacterial, antiviral. That's where the expression lick your wounds came from. It actually, it's, it's a natural antiseptic. And so you put saliva on mosquito bite, it'll go away in like a tenth of the time. It goes away very quickly. little hint from a survival types. So we have natural fighting ability against mosquito bites. Otherwise, we, they'd stay forever, right? And they'd be a permanent part of our body. Very mosquito bite. Why, go ahead. I guess that's why like animals and dogs lick their wounds. Exactly. Because it heals them. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly why they do it. It's a natural thing to it. It's an instinctive reaction. They don't know why they're doing it. Well, of course, maybe they do. I'm not really sure. But the th- thing is, they do that, and because it is a natural uh, uh, antiseptic. <clears throat> so is honey, by the way. Natural raw honey has been used for thousands of years uh, as a anti um, as a disinfectant to protect wounds. That's why natural honey is good for you. So we're full of good news today. So here's my question, though. How can we, um, how, you know, why people would think that putting a, 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 a jab in a mosquito, the mosquito's body is not going to change it. So, they, so the, the, the mad scientists that are doing this, they, they have no uh, control over what happens to that jab if they put it in a mosquito, what that mosquito's body does. I don't know how well they know mosquito DNA. I don't know anything about mosquito DNA. I don't know if a, what a messenger RNA designed for humans is going to do to mosquitoes. Hopefully they will die because I don't want them passing it on. In fact, I have no use for mosquitoes anyway. 
Um, again, I ask the same question Dennis Prager does. Why did God create mosquitoes? And, and of course, my other question is why are the avocado pits so big? That's another question. So, you know, these, these, these are the ponders, <laughs> the, the things we ponder. So who's more dangerous, the mosquitoes themselves or the mad scientists who think this is a good idea? Um, the mad scientists. How come? Because um, even though they can't have control over what exactly happens whenever they put a um, vaccine or anything in a bug, and it's all just a bunch of tests, they're still doing all of these tests. They still have control over trying all this crazy mad scientist kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And if the outcome is unpredictable, really. So how would you control an experiment like that, or should it even be done? What do you think? Uh, yeah, it should, not, it should not be done at all. Yeah. I agree. I can't see any useful purpose for putting uh, a jab in a mosquito. The only reason to do that is because you want to involuntarily inject things into people using bugs uh, that are very efficient at doing that because the people themselves don't want it. Because anybody who wants to get a jab, it's easy. You can go down to your local drugstore. You can go anywhere. You can have people with virtually no medical training <laughs> give you a jab, which in itself I think is a crime. You know, the fact that they don't do a, a medical history before this, they don't check for, you know, established immunity for people that have already had COVID. They don't check for other problems. They don't check for other medications at other drugstores. I mean, if you get a, if you get a, here's a question for you, and I don't even know the answer. You might want to do a little survey on this. If you go to a drugstore for a, for a COVID jab, do they record that you got it? I mean, can you go to multiple drugstores? I mean, people get so paranoid. If one jab is good, then 50 jabs must be really good. You know, is there any control on this? I don't know. I did hear of one thing where, um, I don't know who it was or where they lived, like what state, mm-hmm. but somebody went and got like four different jabs all on the same day just to see if they could. Wow. And there was no checks on whether they had jabs before. There was no. This is why I don't like medicine being done at a drugstore. Nope. I mean, I, pharmacies I like. Pharmacists are great. I have no problem with them. But even so, you still need a medical history if people are getting multiple prescriptions for the same thing, whether they're getting, you know, multiple jabs because those things are dangerous enough when you get one. And people are just paranoid because of the, the CDC to think that they should, well, if one is good, you know, 50 must be really good. That's the scary part. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Okay. So, so have we yeah, covered mosquitoes? Very... Or you got more stuff? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Another very interesting thing, and it's mm-hmm. still off mosquitoes. Okay. Um, I think this was also last week, too. Yeah. Um, about, you probably heard about this, the um, planetary defense is what they called it whenever they were going to try and crash an asteroid with, I think it was like a satellite or something. Yep. I'm not yep. exactly sure what they crashed it with. Great topic. And they called it planetary defense to uh, knock off the um, path that an asteroid is taking or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you think? Um, I really don't see the point. And it seems a little scary to, you know, knock things out of orbit. 
Well, here's the yeah, question, this though. Is for planetary descent. Okay. But I don't know that much about um, well, space. let's explore it because this is this is a really interesting topic. Pianki's on the line too. I'm going to bring him on in just a little bit, but I want to uh, I want to kind of hash this out with you and see what you think. First of all, who would do it? Who who would be responsible for something strong enough to change the path of an asteroid big enough to cause us major injury? And we're talking, some of these asteroids are as big as like five states. I mean, some of these things are, that would wipe out all life on Earth. That we, it'd be done. We, we'd, be, uh, we'd be history. And that big hit us. So then what's scarier? The defense of an asteroid or the asteroid itself? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Okay. Pianchi left us. I guess he'll be back in a minute. I didn't cancel his line. Something must have come up. Call us back, Pianchi. Um, what do you think? Mm-hmm. How much energy has would it take to do this? Go ahead. Um, has any asteroids actually hit Earth since the dinosaurs? Yep. Wolf Crater in Australia. There's a, there's a crater in Kenya. I think there's one in Arizona. Jim Bowie, you know, the Bowie knife? is reportedly have been cast from a meteorite. That's one of the things that made it special, and that was back in the 1800s. So, yeah, let's, let's look up. If I can bring Pianchi in right now, uh, see if Pianchi can help us out a little bit. Hey, Pianchi, can you do us a quick favor and, and look up meteor strikes since the dinosaurs or like in the last 300 years or something like that? You got a minute? Would that be Okay. Well, a minute or two. You know, you talk about the mosquitoes uh-huh. and using them as as uh, live injection needles. All uh-huh. I can say now is Africa, watch out. Here they come. Well, this is what I'm thinking. And, now, here's what's interesting. That's a really good point because in Africa, they take uh, chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine to prevent malaria. In fact, we just had Dr. Stella Emanuel on last week. She's from Cameroon. Uh, and learn her medical uh, knowledge from Nigeria came here. She's practicing in Texas now, one of the forefront doctors, you know, with hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and things like that. And she says they, they call it, what, Sunday, Sunday medicine, I think it was. I mean, this is like a normal preventive. So why would that not prevent any jab from a mosquito the same way if it prevents it from malaria? Why wouldn't it also stop the effects of, uh, of the COVID shot? Well, it's unnatural to do something like that, uh, and what does the mosquitoes say have to say about this? You know, it's these minds that's got these devious, demonic ideas on how things should come about and how they should be. It's just terrible. Those, are, and, and, and you know, and now you got the the, the AFT ATF wants federal firearm license dealers to report. To them, those who fail their background checks. Yeah, let's hold off on that for a little bit. I want to uh, get back. It's just to all kind of things. It, I mean, I just no, saying it that it's, it's, it's another thing that uh, people are trying to impose on you that they want without mm-hmm. questioning you whether you want it or not. No, I, I agree absolutely. I want to see, you, but uh, we got about. Uh, 12 minutes left to bring on. I'll make sure we cover that. This, it's an excellent point. Brownie, you're free to take it up. But let's get back to mosquitoes and meteors since, uh, since you brought up those things. So what about Pianchi's point? That, um, about the thing you're making too, the idea that the mad scientist you know, might be more dangerous than the, uh, 
what they're what they're trying to do. Yeah, I mean it's all kind of like a first time trying it kind of thing. And it is outer space where we really don't have any control if you look at the scale of it. Yeah. Of space. And so even if you can knock it off of its path and save it from hitting into Earth, what happens after that? Where? Well, it's a good question, but this this is something you might want to think about. You know, this is going to be your world. Do you want to live in a world? where the scientists are doing this kind of stuff, or do you want to stop it now? In other words, this is, um, this is a Patriot Academy kind of thing, and this is, this is something that uh, an Amber can discuss. Do you, do you want to start reining in these scientists before they go nuts? Um, there's a line, remember the movie Jurassic Park? Jeff Goldblum, the first one? Remember seeing that one uh, at all? I don't. Oh, okay. Well, someday you got to take a, take a look. It's kind of interesting. Anyways, it's all dinosaur stuff, but, but there's one key line when Jeff Goldblum, the mathematician or the chaotician, in other words, tries to predict the unpredictable. He says to, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, I've forgotten. Richard Attenborough, who's, who's quite aged, a fabulous British actor. He says, you only asked if you could. You never asked if you should. So in other words, is science unrestrained? a good thing. You know, if we take mosquitoes and try to make bioweapons out of them, and this isn't the first time. They've tried, I think in World War II, they were trying to do um, homing pigeons, carrier pigeons, with little explosives. It's like assassination devices. I mean, animal dolphins, I think, have been used in um, undersea demolition to attach mines to ships. You know, this, the, the, so animals have been used. Uh, the, the dog, remember, I don't know if you remember the story of Conan, this dog that attacked, uh, oh, what's his name? Suleimani. No, it wasn't Suleimani. He was, he was killed in a drone strike. Uh, Al-Baghdadi. Got him in a cave. And so animals see yourself all the time in warfare. It's kind of amazing. Mosquitoes? I, don't, I think mosquitoes, they, they modify so fast. Now, here's another question for you. Do you uh, Brianna, do you think mosquitoes have an immune system? Um, the question seems to be they're living, so probably, but they're so tiny. And maybe not. And they can track diseases so quickly. But I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I love asking questions. I have no idea either. That's why I ask. So then it becomes uh, you know, a question of, of because they, they die so quickly and reproduce so quickly, their genetic, their modifications are, are lightning fast. Now, this is how insects can adapt so quickly to new environments is because you know, they, keep, uh, they keep changing and keep modifying and keep adapting. You know, this is, this is, uh, it's interesting. You know, the faster it reproduces, the faster it can change. Anyway, let's, um, let's get back to, uh, um, oh, if, oh, you asked the meteor question. Here's one. The last massive exploding meteor hit the earth in 1908, leveling 800 square, square miles of forest. And this is February 15, 2013 from Smithsonian, a reputable source. Early this morning in Russia, when a meteor broke up a few dozen kilometers above ground, its supersonic flight and mid-air death generated shockwaves that rattled houses, broke windows, and sent dozens to the hospital. The meteor's breakup released energy equivalent to a few hundred thousand tons of TNT. So that's like the atom bomb, the ones that were used on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Okay? But it was surely scary for those whose heads had passed over compared to a disaster that took place a few thousand miles to the east more than 100 years ago. Today's meteor was rather puny. <laughs> Let's see how big it was. Uh, so this is Siberia. I remember this one in Siberia. Uh, it doesn't say, I'm trying to find out how big this meteor is. It doesn't take a lot. See, the problem with the meteor is how fast it goes. So it, it's, the size is relevant, but the speed is like hypersonic. 
doesn't say how big it is. But yeah, you can look it up. You can look it up for next week, Meteor Strikes. Alrighty. All right. More topics, or we're gonna, we're gonna get to Pianki's question again. More things on your mind? Oh no, you can't have Okay, Pianki, what was your point again about gun registrations? And then we'll we'll put that to Brianna. Oh well, the Joe Biden in one of his executive orders had hidden in it uh, provisions for that would require. Those that take the applications, the information to have a person's background check, well, when their background fails, <clears throat> actually, I think that what you could do is tell the person, well, you you know, you got something in your background you should have checked out. But, no, they want it to be reported, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearm agencies, and even possibly the local police and sheriffs. Yeah, I think it already is though, because these things, when you when you fail a background check, that's known. I mean, uh, now, now they don't tell you why you failed. In fact, a lot of times, if your name is John Smith, you're going to fail a bunch of them because there are John Smiths out there that commit crimes. And uh, you know, the, the good John Smiths get confused with the bad John Smiths. And see, with my name, you don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about it. There's only one Greg Pringles in the country. You know, in fact, the world, as far as I know, <laughs> I haven't met another one. Uh, and so with me, it's easy to identify me. But if your name is common, this kind of stuff happens all the time. So let's let's ask Brianna the big question. How far uh, does the Second Amendment extend? Do you think it extends to gun checks, um, gun registrations, concealed carry permits? Let's ask you the big question. What are the limits on the Second Amendment? Um, the limits on the Second Amendment would probably be don't intentionally murder someone, probably, you know, just use it for self-defense and stuff. Really the main one I see, but in the terms that you guys are speaking of, mm-hmm. I don't think checks or anything are important except for a simple background check because, you know, whenever you're a convicted criminal, you can no longer carry them, which I agree with, right? You don't want bad guy to get it done, right? That's the whole point. Well, let me ask you a question on that. If you've served your time, and most people, in, I had a prison chaplain on several years ago, and he said, most people in prison get out. If you've served your time, if you've paid your debt to society, should you not get all of your rights back? And that would include your gun rights. It's definitely an interesting question. So, Pianki, how would you answer that? And I'll give you my impression. Or my idea. Well, should everyone should everyone have the ability? Uh, unlike what Justice uh, Jackson reported to a question, said that it's a fundamental right. No, it's not a fundamental right. Which right it's are we talking God-given about? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, the see, they don't the, bear, the right to bear guns. So shouldn't it? Yeah. It's not a fundamental right that she may mention. It's a that the court said it was a fundamental right. No, it's a God-given right. So should not everyone have the ability to defend themselves? Yeah, Brianna. Yes. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Okay. In other words, when you get out of jail, should you? Here's another question: If you, when you get out of jail, should you have to put on a job application that you've been in jail? Um. I'm really not sure. 
Okay. Think about it for next week. I'm going to say, I, you, yeah. you never have to give me a snap judgment answer because I do ask big questions on purpose. Now, I kind of asked you a little bit of a trick question earlier when I said, what are the limits on the Second Amendment? And you said something about self-defense and murder. Could you explain that a little more? And then I'll tell you why it was a bit of a trick question. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree that there shouldn't be any tracking or any kind of ATF knowing when or what or how much or anything about the guns or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and on, on that note, what I was saying about, you know, not murdering people and using your right to bear arms for like, I mean that in more of like the common sense form of why people use guns in the first place. Mm-hmm. The whole reason that they put it in there. Yeah. Let me tell you how I explain it and see if this makes sense. Um, Second Amendment, as all rights, are absolute. You have an absolute right to keep and bear arms. Now, when it comes to using them, that's an entirely different question. So you can keep them, you can bear them. The government cannot touch your right or ability to keep and bear, which is own and carry firearms. You can own any firearm you want. You can carry any firearm that you want. You can carry it anywhere that you want. That's what the Constitution says. It doesn't make distinctions for schools, government buildings, or New York, which makes a distinction for pretty much everywhere, even though that was just overturned by a judge. Now, if you separate the owning and carrying of a firearm from the use of a firearm, now that's an entirely different question. So you talk about murder, extortion, carjacking, you know, bank robbery, all those things that people do illegally with guns. Okay? Um, that comes under statutory law. Well, statutory law is subordinate to the Constitution. So the Constitution doesn't mention uses because you can never make firearm use a right because then every firearm use would be an absolute right. And that would be absurd because you've got everything from target shooting to, you know, mass public shootings. So in other words, target shooting is legal, mass public shooting is murder. Of course, that's not legal. So the, re- the way that you distinguish between legal and illegal uses is you put it under statutory law, but statutory law is subordinate to the Constitution. So the overall right to keep and bear is absolute. Government cannot touch that right. So that covers the honest law-abiding people. The minute you cross over that line and become a criminal, now you're under statutory law and you can be arrested. And you can have your guns confiscated to the point where you can't use them while you're you know, incarcerated. But once you're out, so my, my opinion would be if you're dangerous to society and you should not have your guns for whatever reason the parole board society determines you can't have your guns back, you can't be out of jail. If you're too dangerous to get your gun rights back, you should be in jail. And if you're safe enough to get out of jail and yeah, be back I in the society, all that. you should get your guns rights back. Okay, yeah. So what do you think? And then we got Josie in the line. I'll get her in a second. How does that shake out for you? I think I agree. I agree with all those points. I, I think that's a really clear way to explain it all, too. Yeah, it took me about several years <laughs> to sort of distill it down to that. Uh, that, that I got. And then you'll find two. Is that the doorbell? <laughs> Somebody's got no, that was the car. Oh, okay. So, uh, yes. oh, uh, is your mom back? Can we talk to her? Yes, she is here. here I'm does she want connected. To, does she want to go on the radio? Mama, you want to go on? No, she said no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're the, you're Maybe the radio different time. Family. Okay, that's fine. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to mute you to get more dinging. Uh, let's get Josie. She has a question for you, then I'll play her theme and we'll get on to her report. Great report. This is a wonderful question. I don't think – we'll listen to the show later. I'm curious your reaction because in the hour after this one, I'm going to take on the question of the coming civil war and what we can do at Action Radio to prevent it. And so that's something I think you uh, um, 
may want to take some time to think about for next week. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. Chelsea, you got a question for Brianna before I get to your report? I don't have a question, but I have a comment, of course. Oh, feel free. And my, Enlighten us. My comment is, my comment is, back in the old days, if you stole something, they would chop one finger at a time so you won't steal again. So nowadays, when we put people in prison, losing your rights is nothing compared to losing one finger at a time. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Saudi Arabia countries, uh, I think uh, Saudi, some of the Middle Eastern countries, uh, they will cut off your hand for stealing. And my first question is, yep. well, what if you're wrongly convicted? What if you didn't do it? You know, was some rich person paid off a judge to convict you because they didn't like you? Mm, they catch you mm. in the act over there. No, over there, in the, back in the old days, they catch you in the act. Here is a corruption. Here they so, choose for you to wait be in a minute. prison. So the only way you no. can convict somebody is if you catch them in the act, because otherwise it wouldn't, there wouldn't be the evidence to do it. That's an interesting Exactly. Thought. Okay. Exactly. So how do you convict somebody That's of murder when they're not there, when they're not actually at the murder? Yes. Hey, I'm sorry Brianna. to jump in real fast, but no, I have to do. go I want you now. To. Oh, you got to go. Okay, all right. Thank well, you. thank you very much. Did we cover everything you wanted to cover? Or do we have stuff for next week? I should write down. Yes, and more. We did. Oh, good. Even better. Yes. Thanks for your report. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye, Brianna. Talk about our young superstar. Isn't she great? She's 16. She has to go to school, Chico. I know. Well, she's homeschooled. So I don't know what her schedule is exactly. But oh, so, well, good. And I, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I forgot to tell her, but I'm gonna, I'll, I'll email her because we, we email a lot during the week um, going over stuff for the show. But uh, Tina Terry. Remember Tina? She's like 76. Yes, I remember. Um, aerobics mm-hmm. instructor, you know, red meat eater, <laughs> you know, specializes in Orwell. Yep. Okay, so I've already talked to mm-hmm. Tina, and I'm going to talk to Brianna. I'm going to match up Tina and Brianna. So we'll get the two generations, you know, together. Mm, I just, cool. I'd just i be really curious to hear those two talk because, uh, you know, Tina has, has a huge experience in the, in, the, in the United States when it was a free country and has lived in many places around the world. And Brianna's going to inherit all this stuff. She's going to have to deal with it in her lifetime. And so hopefully uh, through these discussions, you know, we can leave something, you know, mm-hmm. for her. Um, it'd be interesting you know, for her to listen to these recordings, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you know, I think it'd be, uh, be fascinating for that. Anyway, this is why I like having younger folks on because we got to pass the baton. We got to, uh, you know, see what we can do to inspire these folks. Let's get your theme and your report. Okay. She started off as a poor child in Nicaragua living under communism. And now she is a prosperous small businesswoman with a great family living the dream as an American citizen. Josie Cossey knows all about both worlds, communism and freedom. She knows where your dreams can come alive and where they can die very quickly. And so her report is as much from experience as knowledge, and her passion and crusade are very real. With connections all over Central and South America, Josie brings you the world south of the U.S. border from personal experience, living not just reporting what's happening. And now, the Latina Report with Josie Cossey. Que pasa, chica? What's going on? Give us que the pasa? report. Good morning. Buenos dias. Sobre Buenos dias. Sobre uh, Saswitia. Konnichiwa. Guten tag. Yeah, I don't know that about, about the Cherokee Indian here. 
Ani tolone. Yata he. Good morning, America and the whole world, whoever's listening to us. Buenos dias. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, I report what's going on uh, at the border, especially at the border right now, actually. Uh, but I wanted to start with um, there was a, a hurricane, uh, Cat 1 and the coast of uh, Nicaragua, Bluefield, and it did a lot of damage, like uh, in the in the towns with a lot 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 of floods, a lot of water, and uh, some of the uh, category uh, one became like a just storm and hit in El Salvador, Guatemala, and Guatemala had a lot of flood going on with a lot of rain since May. So that didn't help a lot. Uh, how flat is 49 dead. How flat? Because I remember I've been flat, to Honduras flooding, and flood, it, was, it was pretty mountainous. But is Guatemala f- flatter no, than. No, no. Uh, Flood. Floods, yeah. Well, I'm curious oh, how flat the land mountains. is. Because if, if you have mountains, you're not going to flood because the water's going to run down. So I'm just curious how much, how much of Guatemala is flat well, land that's floodable. I don't know the country that well. But okay. uh, like, for example, in Nicaragua, like in the city and all that, it's kind of flat of course you know but but if you get outside Nicaragua Managua there's a lot of mountains a lot of things same thing in Guatemala and El Salvador okay uh, so flood I'm, I didn't mean flat uh, no flat, I know you meant flood water. but I was just curious because I'm in where I live in Milton I'm about 30 feet above sea level so I can take yeah. a storm surge here uh the storm surge in Hurricane mm-hmm. Sally was about 14 feet so I still had a you know a good mm-hmm. amount of, of stuff. In fact, I was watching the water rise, you know, up the Blackwater River, and mm-hmm. if it got to a certain point, I was out of here. But it never got to that point. I'm like, okay, I'm staying, <laughs> you know. Um, but the, mm-hmm. the, the flatter lands, you don't have that option because when the water rushes in, you know, from a hurricane, you know, depending yeah. on how flat the land is, uh, is, is how far the the uh, the water's going to go. That's why I was curious. Yeah, yeah. So bottom line is, peop- uh, the people in Guatemala, they've been really, really. Uh, going through a lot of rain, rain since May. And, you know, when I grew up as a child, I remember my winter was rain, 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 never stopped, you know. Mm-hmm. And for us it was fun because we got out and we took a shower outside, playing and yeah. jumping. Yeah. And it was fun. A lot, of, a lot of small floods in the neighborhood. We didn't have a, a, a paved road. We had dirt floors, so it was, it was a disaster. A lot wow. of times. Did you but, have? Uh, um, anyway. Did that in, did that get into the water supply, uh, or were you pretty used to water that wasn't that good? We didn't have water as children. So did you collect we, rainwater? Uh, we went. Or you? Where'd you get water from? We, we had a lot of rain. Yeah, we had a lot of rainwater. Okay. And uh, we used to go buy it from some neighbors a little bit farther. We had to carry the water in our heads or our hips or we, between both people, two people wow. carrying a bucket of water was very heavy, oh, very heavy. But uh, that's, that's been my uh, 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 winter, uh, summer in Nicaragua, huh. you know, wow. rain, 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 rain. And it, it really never got cold, so I was in shock when I came to America to see snow and all that. I was crying. I thought I was... <laughs> This is the end of the world for me. Wow. Uh, but anyway, in Guatemala, because of all the flood rain and part of the, the storm from the Cat 1 in Bluefield, 
About uh-huh. 49 people have died in Guatemala from this lots of rain, storm, and, and uh, about six are still missing, they were saying. Wow. But, uh, it's, you know, these people are going through a lot as it is, and now it's crazy. And um, I wanted to report, um, I went to bed crying last night. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Listening to this, uh, yeah, it's been hard. What happened? Uh, because I, I watch a lot of news. Uh-huh. Uh, this reporter was uh, reporting what's going on in the, at the border, you know, last night. Uh-huh. And um, he was saying the reason you're getting so many kids, uh, like if you notice, uh, the Democrats are in your face showing you that they're child trafficking on TV. And where are those little girls? Bus is full of young teenagers. So they were interviewing a teenager, uh, I guess, one of the ones that escaped. Uh, uh-huh. By this guy, TV reporter, um, they rescued her. She was saying they're being stolen on their neighborhoods. The cartels are going to all the Latino countries, the Central American countries, and they are putting them in uh, warehouses. And some of them are being put in small cages. Uh, the guy was describing what the girl was saying to him. And they're being raped, tortured. And then what they're doing is a lot of them are going straight to Canada, and from Canada they're entering New York. Many are going straight from El Paso, straight to New York, or straight to, uh, uh, you know, like they're going to military bases, or just in the open, like in New York. There was two buses full of about 50 young teens, and we don't know where they're going, those girls. Uh, he was also saying there's going to be about 4,000 uh, illegals. They're going to be shipped to Miami, straight from New York City, straight to Miami. <laughs> Wait a minute, uh, but they're a sanctuary. You yeah. can't, they can't be kicked out of a sanctuary. That's the whole point of a sanctuary. I Did you know. see – here's a question for you, too. This is related to this. Uh, Fox News had a story, and I looked it up uh, online and found the New York Post did a, a similar story, that New York is facing a crisis of their own making, of course, um, because all these illegal kids oh, yeah. are now showing up in the schools. And yeah. well, we've mayor, talked about on this – go the ahead. Mayor, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Greg. I'm so sorry. Well, that's okay. No, we, 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 we get so enthusiastic here. Everybody wants to talk. I love it. It's great. I it's know. not a problem. Um, but uh, and like I said, we don't script the show. So this is why it's, it's, it, the reason it looks so spontaneous mm-hmm. and haphazard is because we don't script the show. It just, we just go. All right. So the decision, the opinion, actually, of the Supreme Court that, that really made this a crisis is called Plyler v. Doe. It's P-L-Y-L-E-R. V. Doe. You can look it up. I've studied this case. This is where... Uh, um, Judge Brennan. I don't say justice anymore because the Constitution actually says judge. It does not say justice, which I found interesting. So Judge Brennan of the Supreme Court said that the, the United States taxpayer must pay for the education of illegal aliens so they grow up to be responsible citizens. In other words, he's granting a right, which he can't do. He's making a law, which he can't do. He's ordering Americans to pay foreign aid, which he can't do. And he's ordering school systems to teach kids that have no right to be here, which he can't do. And yet they're doing it. So you want this is where the states. In fact, I uh, I wrote a uh, a friend of mine who's a state representative this morning saying, uh, why don't we get uh, you know Florida to to stand up to this and and say this decision has no uh, authority in Florida. We are not going to educate illegal children of illegal alien parents. In fact, that we're, that's one of the ways that we're going to get them out of Florida. 
And so this is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was watching the news and they're talking about, well, they just come here for a better life. Well, everybody wants a better life. That's no excuse. (laughs) You know, you want a better life? Make one. Yeah. Don't come here and take it from Americans because in other words, Everybody for an illegal alien to get a better life, life right? they have to take a better life from Americans. And this is the part no. that, that galls me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And it won't be as bad if we, let's say, hey, let's take this uh, lady from Nicaragua or Venezuela mm-hmm. or anything like that, and she can do house cleaning because nobody wants to work in America. Uh, That's, she can do well, house cleaning. Yeah, they did. And, no, that's generational. And, and that's, she can do this and this and that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Problem right now is a lot of terrorists are coming in. Cartels are coming in. Criminals are coming in. Haiti's releasing all their criminals. So mm-hmm. is Venezuela and Cuba. There's 120 already gone from Cuba. Uh, it is not good. And Biden, See, that's the next problem. His agenda is not, yeah. yeah. So the, the crime Biden's of the kids. agenda is, mm-hmm. yeah, hold on. Biden's agenda is 100 million to let in. And before Obama left, I was trying to understand, uh, the global compact was signed by Obama. So Joe mm-hmm. Biden, because uh, Donald Trump got rid of it, and John, right. uh, Joe Biden, he signed in. He signed back in law again. So that's why they have the global compact, it's called, I believe. Uh, so that's why they have wide open borders in our country right now. Well, they can't uh, do that. That's not legal. That's not a legal document. That's what they're doing. I know that's what they're doing, but it's not, but nothing that they're doing. Well, you figure, first of all, the administration is not legal. So they stole the election. So anything that they do is illegal by definition. So you've got, you've got a, you've got a coup. You've got a stolen government who's illegally opening the border. Even if it was a legal government, it's illegal yeah. to open the border the way yeah. they're doing it because they're violating every immigration law, every crime law, and they're actually causing crime. They're, they're engaged in human trafficking. It's the world's biggest human trafficking event to bring in millions of people into our country to destroy our country. You know, if we're at mm-hmm. war, it would be treason, you know, formal yeah. to be able to, to this do is that. A, this is invasion, invasion yeah. in the United States citizens of America. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is invasion what these people are doing to the mm-hmm. American citizen because this is getting bad. The illegals are yeah. everywhere. They're like, they're like a bunch of ants or roaches, whatever you want to call them. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't this, want to talk to people like that, ma- but, but where are they in local? I don't know. You know we, we, Pensacola has a, has a bunch of illegal aliens, right? Is it like oh a neighborhood? God. or it's out of control. So where mm-hmm. are they? Yeah, they're everywhere. Is, it everywhere. A, is, is there a neighborhood of illegals? Uh, and wh- where are they working? And, and where are they in the schools? Which, which schools? Let's, let's, let's start naming names. And, and who's helping them? Is it Catholic Charities in Pensacola? Who's giving them help? Yes. Do you know? Catholic okay. char- the Catholic Charity is the one bringing all the illegals. And also, uh, this is part of the plan of the United Nations. They're mm-hmm. bringing the illegals in. And they're telling them, do not go to all these other countries because there's a lot of countries at the beginning when the caravans were coming. If you notice mm-hmm. the caravans, they started, I believe, when Donald Trump was in office. Uh, they were doing it on purpose, or well organized by George Soros and the United Nations. Uh, this is deep. And the Catholic charity are involved. They, they make $100 million. Uh, dollars. Oh, they make billions. Now they yeah. make a lot more money. They make billions. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, I did report on that earlier. This, this, but here's the here's the thing. Big... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's two places is showing up right away. The schools, because all the illegal alien kids are there. Yeah. 
And the second place is showing up is in the crime stats. That, that murderer in Vegas who stabbed a bunch mm-hmm. of people and killed two of them, he's illegal. So they're not mm-hmm. reporting it much. Fox News is actually doing it. I was watching them last night. Another news, One American News and Newsmax is actually reporting it. But the rise in illegal alien crime, that should be a separate category in the FBI crime stats. But those are the two places mm-hmm. it's showing up, is in crime and in the schools. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, the, um, there's also a bunch of uh, illegals are about to be sent. Uh, they're gathering a bunch of buses in El Paso, Texas right now, and mm-hmm. they're going to ship them also to Miami. Uh, it's not good because Miami, my sister can can hardly find a place to live in Miami, and they're charging in Miami for a room in your house about eight or $900 just for one room that you have to share their bathroom and share everything. So a lot of those children. But I, uh, I, I thought DeSantis wasn't, oh. I thought DeSantis wasn't letting the buses in here. I don't understand. And you know, the other thing this reporter was saying mm-hmm. that now since it's open borders, uh, because a lot of times the coyotes, they trust you that you're going to pay half of the, your, your, mm-hmm. your fee to they come across. You. And then somehow you're going to get him the other half. Not anymore. This gentleman was saying that the coyotes are traveling with the children to bring them all the way where they need to go because the borders are wide open, see? Mm -hmm. If the coyotes don't get caught by the cartel because the cartels want to get their portion of the money instead of the the coyotes just get everything. It's called coyotes, you know, in Spanish. Uh, So they're coming all the way through. Uh, like this family that we know, the little boy, 12-year-old, was brought all the way to San Diego, California, exactly to drop them all, the coyote. This mm-hmm. is last year. Now it's worse. And this family, they owe the coyotes uh, like $1,000, something that less. And the coyotes came all the way here to Pensacola to get their car. And they had to give them their car payment. Yeah, and they can't call the police so is, because they're here illegally. <laughs> so exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. another thing. Yeah, uh, you, we talk about the crimes that these illegals commit, and the people that have to suffer. Well, there should be we should be able to bring some sort of justice, judicial justice, and charges against those that help to abating the bet the presence of illegals in the United States. Whether it's an organization or individual. And let me ask you, Bianchi, who who's gonna do that if the head honcho supposedly in the White House is the corrupt one no, bringing it, all the illegals? You know what I mean? A who who had lost a loved Yeah, a citizen who had lost a loved one, they should be able to file charges. It's the same way with someone if they ram your car and kill you, you're able to file charges against them or the insurance company beyond this insurance and go after them personally. So wait a minute, this this I, I see a bill forming here. So who should be who should he be able to sue? I want to make sure I get this down right. Biden. If, if Sue, Biden. Just kills, like that, Sue Biden. Just like that yeah, one black it, man out yeah. in L.A. that had a legal stab his son and kill him. Jamil, I tried time to get him on the show. But, uh, you know, somebody like that, and we know there's many more 
any uh, any case of rapists, uh, anything that's done to a U.S. citizen by illegal, and if you or an organization helps sponsor or make way for them to come into the country illegally, then you should be sued. Okay. It's, so we're talking um, about you yeah. know, you know that's why I left Miami. I couldn't handle, and I'm a Latina woman, okay. I can handle Latina, but it was getting out of control in Miami. There were you're Latina. It was a lot of hit. Well, nobody yeah, tells me anything. It was a lot of show. hit and <laughs> yeah. you. It was a lot of hit and run, run yeah. in Miami, and I was sick mm-hmm. and tired of this crap. I said, I'm not going to live like that. Now they're here in Pensacola. You should see how many accidents. You can. I'm. I'm wow. by. Sec, I mean, by West Florida, and there's a lot of hit and run here in, in Pensacola too. It's getting. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna have to leave, go to Alabama to a small little town. So it's just out of control. But I think we should be suing idiots. They're allowing all these illegals to come in, like Biden, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Harris, the clown. Uh, all these people they are allowing through the United Nations, through the Catholic charity. Hey, you can get a lot of money. We get good lawyers and sue them. They're destroying our cities. They're destroying our school. They're destroying everything under under the sun. These people, Absolutely. they don't care. There should be January 6th, the illegal January sixth yep. type hearing. There should be hearings for bringing the same people, Schumer, Pelosi, all of them, Soros, bringing them yep. in and questioning them on the contributions that they have given toward allowing these illegals to come into the country and get involved in criminal activity. Josie, those beautiful yep. cars that I see you with, aren't you afraid to drive them on the street for some person who don't know how the hell to drive or run into it? <laughs> no. We got a couple antique cars, but uh, no, I'm not afraid. Afraid? No, I'm afraid of God, not them. <laughs> I can use my second amendment any time, but uh, no, but you're right. We need to. We need to. We need to have a bill. And I don't have time. I wish I had time. I'm like I'm choking with work. Uh, sue all these people. Look, look at, look at. They sue anything they want. They bring an illegal uh, uh, little girl. Or, or remember that little girl that that was taken by the mom and all that. They were suing Donald Trump. You know, the radical left, uh, communist, uh, fraud, Democrats. They were suing, they've been suing so many, so many Republicans, so many different people uh, and protecting illegals. Illegals don't have right in this country. They broke the law and there's no law in this country for them. I don't care if they're human or not, you know, because, oh, they're human, you know, we have to protect well, them. Human. That's, That's not what the, the Democrats are saying. You know, we don't not Bring... arrest bank robbers because they're human. <laughs> you know, if being human was the excuse, then there would be no crime that you could convict anybody for mm-hmm. because everybody, every person who commits a crime is human. That's not the point. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. this, that, this idea that you're saying that it's a, well, we can, they're illegal aliens, we can't call them illegal aliens because they're human. That has, that's irrational. That's irrelevant. That has nothing that's to do with it. That's what they're saying. Well, I know that's what they're saying, but it's a stupid argument. So what you yeah. say to those people is, of course, they're human. Mm-hmm. We're not questioning that they're human. We're questioning their legality. We're questioning whether they're allowed to be exactly. here. Exactly. 
and, and illegal aliens have no rights in this country. And I go back to my same question all the time. Anybody that says that to you, Josie, ask them very simply, how do you have rights in a place you're not allowed to be in? <laughs> well, the cops the one they, they don't. don't. Yeah, well, that's the question you ask. And them. you have to take in you have to take in consideration. And Obama needs to be uh, subpoenaed so he can go through questioning also. <clears throat> but you got these individuals that's coaching these illegals and making way for them to come mm-hmm. into the country illegally, well, helping them a, to commit a crime. It, it's a racket. It's, well, you commit a crime when you enter a country illegal. You commit a crime when you are here are working illegally and your presence is illegal, so now you're working. Your kids are going to school. Brennan had no business making that decision, and more important than that, states had no business paying any attention to him. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I'm with you. It's um. a disgrace. It's it's a disgrace. The whole the whole border, the whole things with the children. Uh, we're paying for all these people to come in, and they're coming to infect our children with parasites, head lice, TV, COVID, all this sickness. And um, the mayor from New York City was on Facebook Live complaining, oh, we need help. And, and, oh, man, I put some nice messages to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, isn't it yeah. interesting that my the, the crybabies in the said, Democrat oh Party, yeah, the crybabies in the Democrat Party, the ones who are yelling the loudest, and the other ones that cause this problem. Uh, so it's uh, – what was that? Mm-hmm. The Reverend Wright said the chickens have come home to roost. You know, they have. They've crossed the border. All the chickens are roosting, and they're roosting, yeah. you know, in the in the schools and in the churches and in the NGOs and in the hotels, and they're roosting all over the place. In fact, I, that was my question: is where do you put a hundred million illegal aliens? You know, and and they, well, you know, uh, who else is in, where are they hiding them? Involved in that conspiracy? You know, what? who else is involved in that conspiracy? As we do, uh, dug deeper, is these teachers unions? Because if you look at these urban cities, mm-hmm. these democratic enclaves, the public schools in them have drastically lost population. I mean, St. Louis at one point in time in history was 100,000. You had Detroit had 100,000 plus in their school district. Now they're less than 50,000, and St. Louis is down around 20,000. So they need to replace them in order to maintain the system that they have had for all these years. Or cut the budget. And, and you know, know, Bianchi, (laughs) When I used to be standing in front of the abortion clinic uh, rescuing American babies, I did not know what what was going to happen in the country and all that, but I used to tell them, you are murdering our American children and you're bringing the illegals to replace the dead ones. I did not know, and that's exactly what's happening. They oh, want yeah, the American children vaccinated right now yeah. to die while they're bringing all the illegal people in the country to replace the dead ones. That's exactly what's happening right now. You're absolutely right. In fact, we've talked about that. You know, they talk about the great replacement and the left will say, no, that's the, Mm -hmm. that's white people that don't want other, you know, color people around them. Of course, that's nonsense. But the real great replacement, we've Mm -hmm. talked about this. I made a tweet on this uh, uh, Facebook tweet, I call it. Yesterday, I said, uh, I mm-hmm. bet there are no Planned Parenthood abortion facilities on the southern border because <laughs> abortion oh, no. is, for, is for Americans. So Americans, they for push Americans. abortion, illegal, illegal aliens. You don't see any abortion stuff for illegal aliens, you know, because, uh, because they want as many anchor babies as possible. 
So, and that's a bogus policy too, this birthright citizenship. None of these people are having, a, you know, mm-hmm. Americans, even though they're being born on American soil. None of the kids of illegals are Americans because they're all, they've been doing it wrong for mm-hmm. decades. Now it's a problem. So, see, this, yeah. the, so the problem is not the 100 million. The, the problem is the 100 million that are coming in. The real problem, though, is the 300 million that could replace the entire American population if these people all have die. kids. And they're counted as Americans. So yeah. what we have well, so we're gonna start, Go ahead. Well, I'm going to start working on on, no. uh, on this. That we need to we need to we need to have citizenship correction. Citizenship correction is where you transfer all the anchor babies back to Absolutely. their country of origin of their parents' origin. That's going to take a massive computer program. That's why I talk to the Trump administration, the future one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Guys, yeah, you you know, Planned Parenthood. You got to correct that. You got to correct this. Go ahead. Planned Parenthood is going to mobile clinics now. They can pull right up in front of your house, perform an abortion. And then give you ice cream as you depart. Ice cream cone. <laughs> really? <laughs> Let's see. I, sh- I should do a. Yeah. Um, I should do a, a commercial for Planned Parenthood mobile unit. Death on wheels. Yeah. Coming to a neighborhood near you. Yes, you too can call your exactly. local Planned Parenthood and have a mobile death unit brought right to your house. Mhm. I may and do you that. You know, Planned Parenthood. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember the. Uh, the the amount of about twenty twenty forty million dollars worth of baby body parts, including the DNA, have sold to China from aborted babies, and it's been going on every year. What does China is, want? Uh, this? this is horrible. What does China I don't want? Know, but but hmm. but you know, you know, you this is weird. But you know how a lot of our young people in the colleges. They're so addicted to get fifty to a hundred to a hundred and fifty dollars for their plasma. If you go here to different centers in Pensacola, you should see how many kids. Hmm. Something has been going on for years with this plasma. And this guy, this doctor, well, no, not a lot of people. People uh, aren't donating blood like they used to. Are as far as I know, they're not donating at the same uh, levels that they used to. That's that's not a thing anymore. It used to be a public and service. Some, and somebody, and somebody was asking or saying that the Red Cross, they're not protecting the good blood and the contaminated blood. They're just using all the blood. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's. This I want vaccine-free blood. blood. If I go have a procedure, I want vaccine-free blood. So if anybody wants to make Wait, some money, well, I'm going to donate my own ahead of time. <laughs> you know, oh, okay. Hopefully yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. have that option. But that's the best way to do it. Yeah, that's the best way, yeah. So that's why I'm glad I, had my, um, glad I had my open heart surgery mm-hmm. before COVID. I'll tell you, I'm really glad. That's what I told my husband. You better not get sick on me without a little hip because you're not going near a hospital. Never. Yeah. Not right now. Uh, one of the ladies in my Sunday school class, she's mm-hmm. been going through a lot because she's vaccinated. Her and her husband said, didn't listen to me. And um, she's been having so many issues, strokes, heart condition, this, blood clots in her legs. And the list goes on and on and on. Very sick. They went to Alaska. They were they were very sick, and they put them in a room and they couldn't get out. So so much for the trip. And uh, she went to her doctor for a follow up the other day, and the doctor insisted that she needed a booster because she didn't get the boosters yet. And I told her, I sent her all kinds of messages. Do not get the booster, whatever you do. And she was telling me, Sally, she said, I don't know. Why my doctor is insisting that I need the booster? I said, because they're all in it. It doesn't matter if your doctor is so good to you. And if you, if you have your doctor for 20 years and he's your friend, they're not your friend. All they care is about money right now. And they're getting so much. 
and I said, stay away from the doctors, whatever you do. So she, I hope she, I hope she listens to me. But it is, uh, this is, they're criminals. They're criminals completely. This, uh, this hospital, they're all in it. The, a lot of the nurses are in it. Some of the nurses, they want to come out. They're afraid to lose their jobs still. Uh, one of the guys that I know uh, worked for uh, one of the local hospitals. He left uh, some other clinic because he was being offered a lot of money to keep hush. He was getting like twelve to $1,500 extra in each paycheck, this guy. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. And he's fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, fully uh, fully vaccinated injured. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, I want to end this up a bit. I want to um, I message you, Rick. Oh, you messaged me already? That's, that you should play in, in Facebook about the situation with Planned Parenthood clinics. Uh, you have people mm-hmm. calling in and say that they want to donate toward abortions for black <laughs> kids only. And they are accepting mm-hmm. the donations. And oh, uh, I, I see that. Let me uh, let me look at that. So we, that's something we should. I could do a show on that. That's I mean the, the whole idea of of, of uh, yeah, you know wiping out the black population by abortion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, is I'm not going to play right now. Bianchi, wait, wait, Bianchi, okay. is that the uh, Mafia Twenty One that you sent him? I'll I'll, I'll send him that also. <clears throat> but okay. since because the Mafia Twenty One is, it's been many. Well, there's been several others that came out reporting on the same thing. Yes, it's something else. You, the guys call, people call in on the, on the telephone, they answer the phone saying, I would like to donate to your organization. And I would like for my mm-hmm. donation to go specifically to a black family, a black uh, patient that wants to abort their black baby. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. And you can actually do that? I heard it. What, didn't they call, wasn't that yeah, a joke somebody called in? And they went and they said it was no, a good. Is that, was that Project Veritas? Was that Project Veritas? It's legal. No. No, I don't know. This is long time ago. I don't know. Oh, okay. No. Right. no. Alvira King is in that video, actually. Alvira King and a few pastors, and they're showing how Planned Parenthood get in the phone calls. And uh, they're, it's on that video. They're specifically saying they want to donate money to murder black babies, period. That's the agenda of this whole thing. And the black people love Planned Parenthood, and they love the Democrats, and they don't even know they're eliminating their families year after year after year. And that's been happening for a long time. So anyway, I think I'm done with my report, uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's bad. The situation with the teens coming and the little kids as young as two years old, the Biden administration is trafficking all these children riding in front of our faces, and nobody's doing anything. The news media, they're not following the buses. That's what they should be doing. They should be following the buses and see exactly where those buses are going. Full well, of I want to do teenagers. that, too. I keep, uh, I keep trying to find time, and uh, if you can ever take time away from work, we can go pay a visit to Catholic Charities and, and do a little uh, bus video. Uh, so we shall see. Anyway, you I'm should... asked, uh, go ahead. You should see the a couple of days ago, there was people being let off by big buses right there by dirt cheap across from my store. See, I and want to video that. With their suitcase. You need to video I was that. With and three just... customers, and I didn't, oh, I didn't, I yeah, couldn't I do it. I gotta, I gotta go to the store. I know there was okay. like three Let men and a woman running with the little suitcase, and they're going behind dirt cheap, and somebody was probably waiting for them in the back. Oh, see, I want license plates. I want to find out who these people are. 
We're going to broadcast this. We're going to make a video. Yeah. Um, I want to change topics because I want to get to our main topic for the show today, which is the coming civil war and how we at Action Radio can mm-hmm. prevent it. I know, big title. But, um, and then I want to talk about a video that you sent me. Uh, I've got some uh, response to that, but I'll let you take a look at that first. So anyway, stand by, everybody. Um, and I also ask Priscilla Romans okay. of Great Care to, to possibly come. Uh, come on the show for just for a few minutes and talk to us about, you know, vaccine-free blood and health care. So she may, she may be able to call. She may not. We'll find out in a little bit. Um, Josie, thank you. Great report. And we have lots to talk about. I'll be You're back welcome. in. Th- okay, good. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Do you know your way around health care, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Great Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is greatcare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H, care. Com. You can email them at gracecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Great Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. Stand your ground. My friend Jason Myers and crew are creating an incredible facility for our city. Stand your ground is located at 6632 Elva Street. The phone number is 850-789-1776. Their email is standyourground1776 at gmail.com. Here you'll find either in process or already going an indoor shooting range, axe throwing, archery, a rage room, self-defense classes, concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Panklos Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Cool. So the topic 
is all over the place. Um, and I really wanted to address this. I, I looked it up. I just came across an article randomly, you know, scouring the Internet. And they talk about the, the coming Civil War and the second Civil War, the second American Civil War. It's already underway. Or, you know, war, 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 war. You know, war in Ukraine, war in everywhere else. And Action Radio, above everything else, is dedicated to avoiding a civil war. That's the whole reason we have bills. So in a world where people are worried about uh, you know, the ballots being stolen and going to bullets, and there's an alternative between ballots and bullets. So I wrote this before the show. So this is kind of, it was going to be my opening statement, but we kind of get into it. You know, we have Brianna, we have Josie, we have Pianchi. So, so I wrote right before the show started, the coming civil war. No one even thinks about any alternatives, alternative government ideas, or anything. It always comes down to ballots and bullets. Well, ballots can be stolen, and a lot of people will die from bullets which is exactly why the feds are arming, so they can kill off the patriots and then dominate the remaining sheep. Don't go to war with the feds. Change the laws to neuter and neutralize them. That is the job of the Action Radio Citizen Legislature. That's why I created Action Radio, specifically to change the nation back to a free country without any consideration of a civil war. This is, above all, a peaceful revolution. And so I started looking, and, the, the, and I stand by that. I mean, I absolutely stand by that, that uh, we can avoid a civil war by simply changing the laws and, and removing the powers of government to neutralize them. You know, you don't need to go to war. They're arming for it. They, they want a civil war. I think the, the federal government would love a civil war because, again, they would kill off all the independents and all the patriots. They would lock up the rest, and all that would be left for them would be their, their productive sheep and illegal aliens. Well, I don't want to live in that country. I want a country where the patriots are doing just fine, and the government is neutered, <laughs> you know, not that the patriots are killed and the government is down it. Okay. So the way you can do that is with the laws. The laws are incredibly powerful if you know how to write them, use them and, uh, and do stuff like that. Okay. Priscilla Warmans is going to join us in a bit, which would be good. But I found this uh, article by Lawrence Sellen and I want to get him on the show. This guy's really cool. He says the second American civil war is underway and it was April 9th of 2022. So it was earlier this year. He wrote, the confirmation of Ketanji Brown Jackson to Supreme Court is only historic in the sense that she is illegitimate justice, nominated by an illegitimate occupant of the White House, and a nomination in violation of U.S. law prohibiting hiring people on the basis of race and gender. She is also a groomer, friendly to pedophiles or pedophiles and child pornographers, and placed on the court to normalize that behavior. For expressing those sentiments, I was permanently suspended from Twitter. I did not post anything obscene or threaten anyone, but in the eyes of the stoutness at Twitter, I did something worse. And again, just to let you know, this is Lawrence Sellin, S-E-L-L-I-N. It was a guest post. Let me see if I can get his, his creds here. Retired U.S. Army Reserve Colonel and veteran of Afghanistan and Iraq. He had a civilian career in international business and medical research. He's the author of Restoring the Republic, Arguments for a Second American Revolution. Well, I got his email, too. <laughs> so guess what? I'm going I'm to write him. So let me go on with this, and I'll give you a completely contrasting article uh, after I talk to uh, Pianchi and uh, Josie and anybody else that wants to, uh, to hop in on this. He says, exercising my freedom of speech, I challenge the narrative that buttresses the goal of the de facto political and cultural civil war being waged by those who, in the words of Barack Obama, want to fundamentally transform the United States of America. I'm going to hold it up there because I got Priscilla on the line, too. So we talked about the, uh, the idea of, uh, of tainted blood, of vaccine-infected blood, vaccine-injured blood. And for those of us that want uh, 
know, vaccine-free healthcare. The person asks us, Priscilla Romans, Priscilla, I just played your, your commercial just a little bit ago with our discount code WYL. And so welcome back to the show. And, and what can you tell us the latest about that? Are there options for people? What's, uh, what's going on? Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good morning. It's Tuesday and um, you know, there's there's always a way is what I tell people. Some ways are harder than others, okay? In order to if we're talking specifically about, you know, blood uh banking cuz right now when people go in um when we have people call, let's just start from the beginning. They call Grave Care, they say, mm-hmm. "I am worried about getting blood from a vaccinated person. I don't mm-hmm. want the spike spike proteins." We get calls like this, like this all the time. People are, um, we just had uh, somebody over the weekend call and said, hey, I have a procedure coming up. The doctor said I might need a blood transfusion. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're calling us now because <laughs> you can, like, and not, like, later and saying, I wish I would have asked about this before, right? Yeah. So That's why I wanted you on so right we, away. So we, 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 call that pro, we call that proactive planning. Now, most people are not proactive planners. They are reactive people. They react to situations. But you actually have a lot more options if you're proactive. Now, we can deal with crisis, too. It's, it's a lot harder, I will say. But let's just talk about the proactive. They're sitting there at home. They're going, I've got a procedure coming up. My doctor says there is a potential that I'm going to need a blood transfusion. You can bank your own blood, right? Or you can have family members that you know of you know, that are the same blood type. You've got to be a match um, in order to receive that blood. So there are ways of doing that. Now, that's not something normal that people have ever done. And, in, in, you know, in, over days, people just go, oh, I just, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just getting a blood transfusion. Well, if you call Red Cross, Red Cross does not filter for blood of the vaccinated person who's going to donate. Well, like they're, still, they're still collecting donations. <laughs> they differ AIDS blood. Why don't they do it for Vax blood? What's the difference? If you don't want it, you it, don't it, want it. it. It's, it. What do you mean? Say that again. Well, when, they, when, when the AIDS uh, epidemic was around, that uh, you couldn't, first of all, you couldn't donate blood if you, if you tested positive for AIDS. But secondly, they, treated, they, they separated the blood. They segregated the blood out, and they didn't use the, the blood with the, the AIDS virus in it. So why can't they do Correct. the same thing with a vaccine? Why can't we get vaccine-free well, blood? Could. Oh. I, I think they could, but they don't. But the problem is that they're not going to because they're they're controlled. Right. All of these large institutions are all controlled. So don't fool yourself thinking that they're doing it for you. You mm-hmm. nobody's going to do anything for you except for you. You have to be smart enough, right? Your doctor's mm-hmm. not going to go hunt down resources for that. That's silly. I mean, they barely get paid for an office visit because they because of where they work. Doctors don't make that much. They're just controlled in there with how much time they actually have to see you. Hmm. Some doctors aren't even in the office for five minutes because they're only paid for 15-minute office visits. That's the Medicare rate. So you have to understand that you've got to be proactive. You can um, get your own blood bank supply. Now, uh, Judy Mikovits, she talked about Cirrus, C-E-R-U-S, the place in California that people can go and and look at. They do um, more of like a UV, um, uh, it's UV lighting. Basically, I don't know a ton about it. She was able to, um, she actually said that this place was somewhere to at least look at because there's not a lot of institutions. Now, we are working with a group that hopefully will come out soon 
where we are bringing together uh, patriots where we would like to have all of our own blood supply that people yep. can then go to because some people don't have that within their communities. Now, this is going to be a very grassroots, but we have to, there's a lot of things that people have to be put in place in order to go do that. So right now what we're doing through Great Care is actually, I haven't even told you this, Greg, but over oh, the weekend we news. launched, we launched, yep, new news, we, we, we launched what's called Grateful Giving. So Grateful Giving is a is a 501c3, and the reason we did that is because on the on the for-profit side, the LLC, we have a lot of people call that can't afford to hire their own, their own advocate because it is an, it is an out-of-pocket um, expense. And we have a lot of people that will get an advocate, but then they can't afford going to um, – uh, an alternative doctor that they really do need to go see, or they can't even get their basic immune support that actually absorbs in their body because the Walmart and um, some of these brands are just nothing but synthetic crap, and they poop out on the other end taking their vitamins. So because they don't absorb in your system, they're not they're not made well. So. What we're doing is on the grateful giving side, on the nonprofit side, we have people that have for a long time have called Great Care said, "Can we donate?" And I'm like, you can't, you can't give great care donations. We're not a 501c3. That's we can't do that. Now they can. Um, we actually had a sweet lady calling yesterday. She said, I lost my husband to COVID. They killed him in the hospital. I have some healthcare issues. I need an advocate, but I, I see what you guys are doing. I'm going to donate to Grateful Giving too. She goes, I don't like giving money like it, on the card credit. She goes, can I send a check in? We said, yes, you can send a check in. That's just fine. So that money there is going to go to people that are on. We've got um, a husband and wife that are both in the hospital. They're on a strict social security. They have no extra funds. They need a lot of things. They don't want to, of course, go home and have more issues and have to go back to the hospital, but they are on a strapped income. So we have to go and assist these people. We have to find a way. And there are people that do have the funds to be able to invest and donate and give grants. And so we've got people coming, um, a lot of our previous clients that we have saved them from getting out of the hospital. Even mm -hmm. in the worst circumstances, they, they are the ones that are donating. So you have to ask yourself, well, they're donating because they know the value of advocacy. Yeah. Oh, we take donations too, but we're certainly not a, a nonprofit. I mean, this is going to be an entirely profit uh, business because I believe <laughs> in that. Uh, but uh, anybody yeah. that's, uh, you know, if, if you want to suggest them, we're, we're also affiliated with Grace Care. And Josie, I've already uh, put Grace Care website uh, uh, on your Facebook Messenger so you can contact Priscilla directly because her place, she has a uniform store in Pensacola across from a hospital. And so there might be, she talks to everybody. <laughs> so oh, nice. This might be, might be a great place. So you, you two should definitely talk. Um, I only want to keep it for a few more minutes because I want to get back to our, our we're, we're sort of talking about the coming civil war. So we're sort of, we're jumping around here a little bit, but are there businesses specifically set up now for uh, vaccine-free healthcare and 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 blood vaccine-free blood, and can you treat the blood so that it doesn't have the spike proteins and you basically neutralize the messenger RNA, or do you just hold the blood long enough that the effects diminish in it? What are, what are ways that people can do to sort of lessen incredibly or eliminate the effects of of spike protein? What can they do? Well. I don't know if your other guests can answer that or you booking for me to answer no, that. That's just you. You're the only you're the, <laughs> this me? isn't the okay. medical this isn't the doctor's panel. This oh, is just good. uh good. Just okay. I don't show. want to yeah. inter interrupt no. anybody else. Yeah, I no, there not. are so, I don't know of any direct options. That's why I I've, I've actually ran into some of these uh, people that have called us to say, "Hey, 
do you know about this? And so we're investigating and vetting out um, these mm -hmm. places because these are things that we would like to recommend um, to people um, because that's what we get called about. For now, what we're doing is we are going back to um, basics in terms of what are you doing for your immune system, ozone therapy is good, UV light um, where they can actually um, try to help um, protect that blood before it's actually given. That's what Cerus, C-E-R-U-S, uh, that D Judy Mikevitz was talking about. Um, mm -hmm. They, they have, a, they have a website. So I, Does blood get transported? Um, I don't, words, I, can you donate in, in Pensacola, they, Florida, and ship it to Cirrus in California, send it back again in time for your operation? Yeah, that's what we're looking into right now because that's the problem is, is it's in California, and yeah. um, we don't, we, you know, transporting blood you can transport blood right but of course the carrier has to be equipped to be able to keep yeah. it um at the right temperature i mean there's a lot of like um things that you've got to make sure blood is protected i mean we send people with um in injuries right They're, they've got to have blood supply through transport and and so forth like that so i mean we're not trying to we don't want to macgyver things we want to make sure that um things are are, are i mean i mean the macgyver was awesome i mean he thought no, of so many great things it's me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a complicated. Um, it's complicated. So be proactive in some of these crisis situations. People are. Um, we do believe that the blood that they have received in their crisis situation, like a car accident, right? Uh -huh. And they have to immediately get blood. We do believe that some of these people are having issues from the blood that they have gotten, that they have received. But the problem then is they are not reporting it. Um, it, it could be like a, a potential um, uh, side effect of a blood transfusion, which there can be side effects of blood transfusions. There's risk um, anyway. And yeah, we, yeah there's I'm risk glad anyway. I had, uh, yeah, I don't think I need any blood. Um, in fact, they didn't tell me I ever got one. I don't think I did, but I had open heart surgery, you know, to repair a mitral valve, oh, wow. which actually worked out really well. Uh, but this is all before COVID. And, I, you know, thank God it was yeah. before COVID because I don't have to mm -hmm. worry about vaccine-tainted blood and, and uh you know, God willing, I won't yeah. have any other major surgeries. I mean, that was the big one. And so that's why well, I did it early. People are actually you know. delaying. Yeah. They're delaying going to get surgery because of this one subject. I mean, we've had yeah. people say, well, I just don't want to do it. I'm going to wait till this all all blows over. And I'm like, look, you yeah, don't want to delay about, your health care either. Uh, but they're talking 2023. They've got the next round of uh, snake oil jabs already. They're not going to let this go. There's too much money in it. Well, Twin, De Twin, Twin Demet came out on the Daily Mail, uh, I think it was yesterday, where Fau Fauci's talking about, you know, in the, la in the two months, I mean, it quadrupled flu. So you've got you've to know that this, I mean, this is long from over. People's immune systems are, are attacked, whether they're continuing to, you know, get the boosters and those type of things. I don't think a lot of people are actually going to get this <laughs> because they have, they have suffered consequences and they're starting to go, why are all these people having sudden death? <laughs> so well, you know what Florida I mean, it's did? great. Just to, uh, did you hear what uh, the Surgeon General of Florida was just yeah. on Tucker Carlson last night announcing his policy that I think under 40 males, they were recommending specifically they do not get any COVID jabs. That's going to be fascinating. Yeah, and then from people, Twitter immediately. Yeah. Well, right, and I'm glad he has that that segment of population. However, that that should alert the public to going. Well, if that population's being like is not going well, what about my population? So I'm hoping that's a, a, a an eye opener for people because I need him to open it up 
to all, he's probably just slicing it for one population because that's what he can get away with now based off of the data he's getting. But I, I well, pray that the, some of the other... the most immediate problem and the most easily documented uh, oh, irrationality man. of the jab. So, yeah, um, well, we should yeah. work on a health care yeah. bill of rights. We need we need to work on something because you're because being the advocate, you'd see all those kind of things. Let me let me let you go in just a couple of minutes because I want to get back to our topic for the last half hour. Then we have another report starting on the top of the next hour. But uh, Pianchi and Josie are still on the line. Do either of you have a question for Priscilla? I don't even know if you've talked to her before. She was kind of a regular on the doctor's panel on Thursdays. And Josie might be driving. I don't know if she can check in. Pianchi, do you have a question before, no, uh, before I let her go? Yeah, oh, Josie? Okay. No, no I, I don't have a question at the moment. Okay. I'm good. All right. Well, that's really all I wanted you for. And I know you're busy. I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, but that's this, this whole idea. This is something I think is going to be huge. I'm surprised it's not an election issue. I mean, nobody's talking about it. You know, the, the, the GOP gelding old party, they're not talking about it. You know, talking about the party of, of independence and limited government. Well, I want, I want a blood supply free of, uh, you know, coconut blood. I don't want that in my system. And that would that would be well. I, I don't know. I think it would yeah. cause a, a reckoning if they if they brought this up because they really don't have any real solutions, right? And when you when you talk about a topic, we need real solutions too. Yeah. So you can't yeah. you can't just go complain in the public domain without a solution. I think. Oh. Um, and so. Okay, Bill Wright. Yeah. <laughs> That's we're all about yeah. solutions. You know that. In fact, uh, well, here's the well, topic. You might want to check the podcast out later. Uh, the topic today was the coming civil war. How action radio can prevent it, and in the world of ballots which are stolen and bullets which cause you know mass death, uh, no one's considering bills. And the whole point of this show is that there's another alternative, folks. And there's probably a lot of alternatives, but this particular one. If we change the laws, we remove the problem because the government still has to operate under the laws to a certain extent, and we can, but we can prosecute them with the laws. We can take them to court under the laws, and we can use the laws in our favor to strip their budgets, take away their control. And one of the things we need to have is a health care bill of rights so that people know specifically what they can and can't do. We've got to put these, uh, these health Nazis in a box. You know, Dr. Fascist and the health Nazis, they need to be in a very tight box that they can't get out of. And that's what we need to start working on. I, I have think. a point to make. Yeah, go ahead. If you've ever been a drug user mm-hmm. of some sort, you can't donate blood, nor can you donate your organs. That's the question that they ask. That's interesting. Priscilla, what are some of the criteria? Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of criteria that they go over. You know, some people, even even in terms of weight, right, they look at for mm. – so I think this could just be a criteria up front – but you also, here's the other problem. You could have somebody walk in the blood bank and say that they weren't vaccinated, but they were vaccinated. Or my other question that I, I still want to find out from Judy, um, I haven't, I haven't, I don't know if I've asked her or gotten this question or if it's in my head, but the shedding component, does that change the blood as well? So essentially, if you've been around somebody that has been vaccinated and you've been shedded on, what happens to your blood supply? And if you go get blood, is that blood? So that's why the blood still has to be filtered, right, properly and taken care of before it's um, provided to somebody. Um, and then the mounting issue is people that were vaccinated that are going in and get, they're sick and they need blood, they're getting spiked blood on top of their already issues. The, the issues are mounting because of these spike proteins in their body. Yeah, yeah, especially that heart yeah, condition. Yeah, so they like have that. ways of... Yeah, they have ways of testing you for sickle cell trait before right. they issue a marriage license. I know hmm. that question was asked to me when I tried to, when I went to seek my marriage license a long time ago. But yeah. uh, they can check your blood and tell if you've had the jab, can't they? 
If they can't, then why take the jab if the presence is not there to protect you from the virus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, good. I mean, really good questions. That's exactly the problem. There's, there's the, we have in, large institu- institutions like the Red Cross that are um, controlled by a lot of money, a lot of lobbying, and um, that is not an institution. What people are donating to these large institutions as well that are just funneling money to their other pet projects. And they're not actually doing, in my opinion, the right thing. Some of the largest nonprofit hospitals in the United States are the most profitable. And, <laughs> um, and, and, and I, would, I would definitely tell people that they need to start paying attention to where they're putting money towards. And I would go towards a, um, uh, more of a patriot, free, um, uh, free medical freedom um, they, we, you know, here at Great Care, we don't, we don't mandate anything. We provide options and we go hunt down solutions. Your regular doctor is not going to do that and take the time to do that. Um, so I would just say people are out there listening and they're looking for where, where, who do we support? I want to donate to somebody. They want to get their, you know, that done before the end of the year for taxes um, and write-offs and so forth. You know, I would say grateful giving is probably a really great solution for people to look at and um, they can find, uh, you know, gratefulgiving.org. Um, and we have a website that is um, phenomenal. Uh, the mission, you know, I'll just tell you, Greg, that the vision of, of, of our statement, in the spirit, our mission is, in the spirit of loving one another, another, the mission of grateful giving is to serve persons with the greatest care and love in a community that wants to advocate for people in a healthcare situation that they are unable to provide for their care needs. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of a lot of work that we've got to do, and I think we can do this um, here in the States and globally. Sounds good. Hey, listen, I'm going to let you go now, but what I want to do is schedule you for an hour, and let's go over some of these things and have a chance to, uh, you know, get all your stuff together and, and tell us what the latest things are. And then let's start working on, a, like I say, some kind of a healthcare bill of rights in some ways to uh, uh, help people out. So if you just let's get your website. And then uh, we shall pick it up next time. And thanks so much for calling in spontaneously like this, because I basically texted yeah, you and well, said, hey, can you come on the show? And she's like, yeah, I can do that. So I appreciate it. Hey, you guys have a great day. Blessings. All right. What's your website? Gratecare.com? Did I get that right? Is she still there? Oh, she left. G-R-A-I-T-H-C-A-R-E, gratecare.com. There we go. So I, I think I announced it in my, my thing before. All right, let's get back to this um, thing I found earlier, which uh, I, I got like five articles, which obviously I'm not going to get to. This. I'm only going to get to maybe one this morning, but that's how it goes around here. So back to the, our, our, our Civil War. Lawrence Sellin, S-E-L-L-I-N, and the website I found this in is Survive the News. It's an article, April 9th, 2022. And so what I want to do, uh, let me just t- check a couple things real quick. Okay, everything's good. Let's go back to that. Uh, it's sort of picked where we left off. And he says, I did not post anything obscene or threaten anyone, but in the eyes of the Stalinist at Twitter, I did something worse. And, and this actually ties in the whole idea of, of uh, vaccine-free blood, uh, of, of COVID-shot-free you know, blood. That's a freedom. Uh, that's a freedom. It's your body. You know, and you talk about the Fourth Amendment, you know, security uh, from seizure of your person is a Fourth Amendment right. So you have a Fourth Amendment right not to have your person uh, seized uh, by the government and without any kind of due process, injected with a, an experimental uh, drug formula. So there's, there's reasons for this. So anyway, let's get back to the revolution 
and, uh, and hopefully avoiding the, the civil war, but still have the revolution. He says, exercising my freedom of speech, I challenge the narrative that buttresses the goal of the de facto political and cultural civil war being waged by those who, in the words of Barack Obama, want to fundamentally transform the United States of America. That is, transform the country from what it was, a constitutional republic founded on individual liberty, into something far less free. Call it what you like, communism, fascism, China's combination of state capitalism and totalitarianism, or the less ominous-sounding model of a global public-private partnership espoused by Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. In all cases, the goal is not better democratic government and greater freedom, but the creation of a dystopia. Of course, a dystopia is the opposite of a utopia, as far as I know, unless I have my definitions wrong. But uh, dystopia, uh, you know, so in other words, the worst possible world that, that you can imagine. He says prerequisites for such an outcome are the elimination of the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Again, this goes back to Priscilla talking about freedom, you know, the freedom of your own body, the freedom of your body to get the health care that you want, the freedom to be free of what you consider an experimental nasty drug that's killing people. That's one of our freedoms, although even though it's not enumerated uh, in the Bill of Rights, it's still your person. You know, be safe and secure in your person from unreasonable, which means warrantless, searches and seizures. Back to the article. In parallel, you need, as Christopher Hitchens noted in his article, Why Americans Are Not Taught History, an otherwise sophisticated society, to lose any sense of itself through an understanding of its own history, culture, and traditions. A dystopia is characterized as the cataclysmic decline of a society in which a totalitarian government enforces ruthless egalitarianism by suppressing or denouncing ability and accomplishment or even competence as forms of inequality. It creates dependency on the state and attempts to eradicate the family as a social institution. So that's better than I, my definition. <laughs> he really kind of outlines it well. And uh, this really, this is, this, is, uh, this is very dramatic. And I can see why this guy was kicked off Twitter because he's really spelling it out for you. And so this is a great article. It's on my Facebook page. I'm going to put it in the Action Radio group. I've got about six articles all talking about uh, civil war from various perspectives. He says, features of a dystopic society include control over the people through the usage of propaganda, heavy censoring of information, and the denial of free thought, the complete loss of individuality, and heavy enforcement of conformity. Well, that's been going on for years, but especially since COVID. I mean, everything he talks about here uh, is uh, is, is exactly what this illegal government is doing. He says the strategy involves a combination of government coercion, as in George Orwell's 1984, and the hedonist nihilism of a painless amusement sodden and stress-free consensus managed by the nanny state found in Aldous Huxley's Brave New World. In his book, Amusing Ourselves to Death, Neil Postman notes that in 1984, people are controlled by inflicting pain. In Brave New World, they are controlled by inflicting pleasure. Orwell feared we would become a captive culture. Huxley feared we would become a trivial culture. America's enemies plan to do both. It would be a world of perpetual crisis, omnipresent government surveillance, misinformation and manipulation by state-controlled media, all overseen by a privileged, hedonistic, and shallow political elite. It is not unlike what we have now in Washington, D.C., The major obstacles to retaining our constitutional republic are, one, the federal government as an institution has become hopelessly corrupt, and two, although we have elections, we do not have representative government. 
Yes, continue to vote, but do not expect any substantive reform. Both Democrats and Republicans benefit from the corruption and the absence of election integrity. And then the next, well, let me just hold there, see if I have any questions from uh, Josie or Pianchi. Is this making sense so far? Let me just check with you guys. Yes. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Greg, this government has been so corrupted for years, and we did not know, especially uh, by the rhinos that we trust, like mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell, Susan Collins. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so go I ahead never trusted those people, but. I never thought yeah. of the uni party as much as I do now. Uh, I thought there was actually hope. And uh, we really have two parties. Mm-hmm. We have the Republican, Republican yeah. Democrat Party, and we have Trump America Firsters. That's really the two parties. Yep. This is why mm-hmm. I'm trying everything I can um, to join the Trump 2024 party and be, as Matt Gates calls, calls us, the ideas factory. I want our ideas heavily <laughs> uh, part of the agenda of, of Trump's uh, campaign in 2024. That's my goal. Because, you so know, uh, even uh-huh. Matt Gates, Matt Gates not even talking about the prisoners, the 200 are suffering. Mm-hmm. A real American people are suffering. I've written None him about that, by the way. The no reaction. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, do you think that's, what do you think that's about? Well, let's hold up for a little bit because I've got more time than I figured, which is good. But so, so in fact, uh, I was listening to something. In fact, I posted at the Action Radio group. Um, Lou Dobbs. Remember when Lou mm-hmm. Dobbs used to be on the Fox Business Channel? Lou Brilliant Dobbs, man. yeah. 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 And, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, Jonathan Mosley, I put it on his page, too. Jonathan talked about uh, this lawyer, McCabe, Joe McCabe or something like that, who's the chief defense attorney uh, for the January 6th people, and he called him a weenie. He called, he called them all weenies, in fact, yesterday. Hmm. It was pretty funny. So I sent uh, Jonathan hmm. that, that recording. But go to, the, go, to my, uh, go to the Action Radio group and listen to the, 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 uh, the Lou Dobbs recording. What's great about it is he well, – I think it's great because he's saying all the same things we're saying. <laughs> That's why I think it's great, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. He says that yep. uh, the January 6th people – so he says, where's the writ of habeas corpus? That's my question. These people should have been out the yep. next day. The Republicans, the entire Absolutely. congressional delegation, all the senators and all the representatives from the House and Senate, uh, including Mitch McConnell, the turtle, as they call him, should have marched to the D.C. Gulag jail with writs of habeas corpus saying these people are coming out now. Where's Sam Alito and, and Clarence Thomas, the only justices worth, well, judges, worth anything on the Supreme Court? Why aren't they issuing writs of habeas corpus? Where's Alan Dershowitz? You know, and how about the governors? In fact, I, I talked to a, a local state representative and said, why don't you get the governor, Governor DeSantis, with Ellen Dershowitz, go to the Capitol, go to the D.C. jail with a writ of habeas corpus, and let's get these people out. And yet nothing from the Republican. Uh, this is why there's this. Nothing. Uh, nothing. So this is why I have no use for This is why I don't yeah. think this election is such a big deal. I'm probably the only one. I haven't uh, unregistered as a Republican, but it's mm-hmm. only a matter of time. It's just a I think it's going to be postponed at this election. Okay. That's my opinion. I don't think so. No, I think it's going to be it's held. It's not going to happen. But I don't think the Republicans. No. I think the Republicans will be managed by Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, and they won't accomplish anything. Or if they do, they'll See, just Mitch send a McConnell, bill to Brandon. Mitch, Mitch McConnell. He's a, Mitch McConnell is a crook with his wife. They're well, I know that. Yeah. They're yeah. But but do you think mm-hmm. that if Mitch McConnell runs the Senate and Kevin McCarthy runs the House and they both get a majority, do you think anything's going to really change? Uh, no, I'm not sure. I think Republicans sure. are like a bump on a log. Okay. All right. Well, let me tell you. Here's where it gets interesting. This is why I pull up this article specifically. Is he says this is a subsection of it. He says change will only occur through a bottom-up nationwide political insurgency. Um, that's us. <laughs> okay. That's us. That's why I created Action Radio. Peaceful. 
but an insurgency nonetheless, because we're going to change all the laws. We're going to get popular support behind changing the laws. We're going to write laws that bring about freedom for us, not freedom for government. The founding fathers never intended that the people be enslaved and the government be free to do whatever they want. Just the opposite. This country was set up so the people could do whatever they want and the government would be enslaved and only given certain very limited powers. We need to redo that. We need to, we need, uh, to uh, have a little revision uh, of, uh, of this country and this laws. So let me get the heading again. Change will only occur through a bottom-up nationwide political insurgency. The objective of a political insurgency is to restore the Constitution as the basis of our government, in particular, the Tenth Amendment, which states the powers not delegated to the United States, that's the federal government, by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, in other words, specifically delegated to the federal government, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. That's us. We're the people. We live in states. It, the states created the Constitution. The Constitution says, we the people, not we the government. It says, we the people of the United States. The Constitution is by and for the people as a limitation on government. Now, they lost their way. I posted on Facebook the other day that the federal government has actually become a separate entity. They do not consider themselves part of the United States. They do not consider themselves part of uh, the people. They do not consider the states have any validity whatsoever. They are operating as a completely separated, isolated city-state entity unto themselves. Comments? Well, you got judges that's chomping at the bits that's ready to interpret that entirely different. And you also have people Mm-hmm. out there that's chopping at the bits to also put in input that make that sound like it doesn't say what it says. So be aware. Mm-hmm. Oh, believe me, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I, I know I've got a big fat target on my back. It's only a question of who's going to find it and when. Yeah, I know. I know. We're, we are in for a bumpy ride, folks. When this show starts breaking, you know, the, the listener records and we get several million people who have discovered that they can write the laws that they choose to be governed by, all hell's going to break loose. I'll tell you right now, it's going to get messy. Um, so hang on to your hats, you know, get your carry permits and, uh, and keep your head down. Uh, I'm serious about that. We, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's not going to be pretty. That's what happens when you try and take power from people who don't deserve it. They, they, they're under the, the stupid impression. They think they, sh- they could actually keep their unconstitutional powers. Well, we need to change that. He says, ordinary Americans must band together locally outside of the Democrat and Republican Party structures to restore the rule of law and establish alternate forms of governance accountable to the people. Is that not Action Radio? Let me give you another one. Fundamental to that effort are the rights guaranteed under the Second Amendment. Each locality should establish and organize and discipline militia with sufficient arms and ammunition to maintain independence and individual liberty against any outside entity that might attempt to abuse them. Nations are lands defined by borders containing people with a common history, culture, and language. If the United States is to remain a sovereign nation with a restored constitutional republic, Local governments need to preserve the critical elements of nationhood and national culture. And I'll give you that list in a second. This guy's a nationalist in the good sense of the word. You want to talk to him on the show? I think it'd be fascinating to tell him that the revolution's already started. We're already here. We already have a system in place to write laws. We have a system in place to write laws for the entire nation, from Congress to the states, to the local governments, to the city councils, to the school boards, to the county commissions. We have the system already. It's ready to go. 
We just need several million people supporting us, but it's ready to go. This guy might help us do that. You guys excited yet? The possibilities are pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. The possibilities. It's always good to, to utilize and try to use all methods at your disposal. <clears throat> but at some point in time, when you fight, uh, like you described before, those who have taken power that don't deserve or legally should have the power, then you're going to have to resort to ultimate means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, if you remember the mass psychosis, the cures for a mass psychosis population uh, or a mass psychosis event, which is what we talk about, uh, ridicule, this is why I call him Dr. Fascist, and uh, what do they call it? Um, alternate or something. I forgot what the, you know, oh, geez, I've forgotten it now. But in other words, uh, let me look it up. I know I've got it here on my computer. Anyway, in other words, alternatives to, oh, parallel structures. There we go. So it's a parallel structure. In other words, it, it, it works and functions as the original, but it's actually different. And it's called the parallel structure. And so back in our founding, they had something called the uh, Committees of Correspondence. Peter Pry is the one that told me about this, Dr. Pry. Uh, He says, you know, you're very much like the committees of correspondence, which were separate, independent shadow governments in the colonies, the biggest one being in Boston. (laughs) Boy, they lost their way. Um, That uh, basically, you know, wrote laws, made laws, talked about laws, brought them to Washington, you know, function. And a lot of those people, a lot of those ideas went into our founding. But these committees of correspondence, local people sitting around the pub talking about ideas of freedom, noting them down, sending, you know, Fred on the horse this time to Washington or wherever they all met. But they used to talk to each other. So you had 13 colonies and 13 separate shadow governments all talk to each other, talking to each other through these committees of correspondence. Well, what's the difference between that and talking to people all over the country like we do here every day? We are the committee of correspondence. We are the national forum for citizen legislation. We're it, which is kind of scary, but I kind of like it because I'm glad we did it. But think about that. We've got Brianna in Oklahoma. We've got Pianchi in, in Missouri, uh, unless you're down, down south. You know, we've got Josie and I are in Florida here up in the panhandle. Uh, we've got um, Jonathan's up in Virginia. Uh, Tina's in Arizona. We've got folks all over the place that call in. Michael B., when he calls, he's from Chicago. We're nationwide. We've got people all over, and we're all this little committee of correspondence. We're all talking to each other. We're all bringing about this whole new idea, uh, this revolutionary idea, that legislation actually comes from the people. We write the laws that we choose to be governed by and send them to the legislatures and say, okay, this is how we choose. What are you going to do with it? That's where it gets really interesting. I'm curious to see what this guy says. You ready for the list? Comments going once, going twice? I'm ready for the list. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Okay. Isn't this exciting? I'll just recap slightly. I'm putting my makeup on. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for sharing. What, you're going to be even more gorgeous than you normally are? (laughs) That's impossible. Yeah. Hey, Bye, Josie. Put your... no, yeah. uh, we want... Go ahead. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, we want pictures. <laughs> we, we should get like before and after makeup pictures. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you're you so pretty. Fun. Those who don't know Josie, Josie's nah. gorgeous. Yeah, you are. You look like Go she's about 24. Yeah, exactly. See, we know. 64 right. this year. 64 oh, wow. this year. When I'm 64, do 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 do. I can play that Beatles song. Do 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 do. They wrote it when they're 20s. It's kind of funny. All right. All right. I'm not far behind you. Okay. If the United States is How old are you? 62. I'm gonna be 63 this month. Oh, okay. So you're younger. Okay. Well, not much. What a year. 
a year. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Oh well, then I shall I shall defer to your your wise uh, elder experience at every possible opportunity. Yes. <laughs> You're funny. See what happens here? This is what happens when you get like an action radio family. So you have to listen to me. <laughs> when I, I, tell I do stuff. listen to you. I listen to you all the time. I know you do. I don't, don't always all agree, right. even that's okay. We'll we'll settle some stuff. I got I some know. stuff for your messenger to, to think about too. We'll talk about that next week maybe. All right. Oh good. If the United States is to remain a sovereign nation with a restored constitutional republic, local governments need to preserve the, cult, the critical elements of nationhood and national culture. National culture, excuse me. Such measures include securing our national borders, detaining and expelling all illegal aliens, declaring English the only official language, strictly enforcing equal opportunity, eliminating all discriminatory diversity and equity policies, outlawing the teaching or promotion of critical race theory and sex-oriented curricula for children, establishing a simplified and equitable tax system for individuals and businesses to limit both the internal revenue service and the impact of lobbyists, begin moving federal departments out of Washington, D.C. to other locations in the country and hiring local employees, rebuilding from the ground up the Department of Justice, the FBI, KGB, well, that's my term, he says FBI, and all intelligence agencies, restoring energy, self-sufficiency, maintaining a strict constructionist interpretation of the Constitution. I wouldn't, I would take up the word uh, interpretation. I would just say maintaining a strict uh, construction of the Constitution. In other words, use it, don't interpret it. We'll talk about that when I get him on the show. Limiting congressional terms to a total of 12 years, either in the House of Representatives or the Senate or a combination thereof. Yeah, I got problems with term limits. We can talk to him about that, too. All current members of Congress who have exceeded the 12-year limit cannot run for re-election. Removing all special benefits for members of Congress and government officials beyond those available to ordinary citizens. We have a bill. Uh, I wrote a bill a while back called the Just Like the Rest of Us Act. And so this is, a, this is an act for Congress that basically makes them just like the rest of us. So they have no special privileges, no nothing. So that bill's already done. You can look that up in the, I think it's in our all proposed laws section of writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. With the exception of funds necessary for the defense of the nation, establish a yearly across the board 5% reduction in federal government funding with the immediate elimination of the Departments of Homeland Security, Energy, Education, and the Environmental Protection Agency. And this is a yearly 10% reduction in foreign aid to be reinvested the nation. He says, in conclusion, the political and cultural civil war in which the United States is presently immersed will determine the future of the country in a way no less historic than the American Civil War of 1861 to 1865. And our side, the one wishing to retain our constitutional republic, is not yet fighting back in a manner that will yield victory. We urgently need to do so. Think he wants to be on our show? <laughs> I, I want, well, I want yes, to he has good points. I've read him before. Read that before. You know him, Lawrence Sellin? And that's my favorite. Pardon me? Do you, know, do you know the author, Lawrence Sellin? I've never heard of him before I did this research. I read his articles before, and I read uh, that particular one you're reading now, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. Okay. But you yeah. make a point about the, the youth and these words like interpreted as associated with judges and the Constitution. And 
it needs not be interpreted. It's, it's quite plain. It, it can be better explained, mm-hmm. but the interpretation of what it says is, is clear as a bell in words as it's written. Well, see, interpretation to me means change. In other words, if, if you're an interpreter, you're changing one language into another, but it never translates exactly. So if you're interpreting the Constitution, you're changing it from what it says to what you say it means. Well, it's never the same thing. So interpretation to me is unconstitutional itself. There is no interpretations clause in the Constitution. The Supreme Court has no clause in it that says, you know, the Supreme Court shall interpret the Constitution as they see fit. It ain't there. And it's not there for a reason. I'll tell you what else isn't there. Judicial review. Now, judicial review is yes. the ability of, of the Supreme Court to declare what's constitutional and what's not. Now, isn't it interesting that, the, that the, uh, the, the founders, when they wrote the Constitution, never gave the Supreme Court the, 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 power to, the power to declare what's constitutional and what isn't? They sort of have a little bit of that power because they can handle Article Three cases. And in those cases, they can use the Constitution to declare laws uh, and actions of the government unconstitutional. I agree with that. But they can go no further. They cannot make a redress. They cannot make a policy. They cannot make a, uh, uh, an argument. They cannot do anything to, quote, remedy the situation. All they can do is limit it as unconstitutional and state where in the Constitution and why in the Constitution a particular government policy, regulation, or a law is unconstitutional. I grant them that, but that's it. They can't go any further than that. Yeah, it would be like your immune system. Your mm-hmm. immune system running up against uh, something in your body that's trying to harm you. And before it go about destroying it, it asks permission from that which is about to destroy that which mm-hmm. is trying to harm you. Is it okay that I destroy you? Yeah. Good point. You know, it's interesting. I'm looking over this list here, and he doesn't mention anything economic. This guy's obviously not an economist. He's a PhD, but he ain't, he ain't an economist. <laughs> because I, the first thing I would put in here is take away the power of Congress to borrow money. That is the single most important thing that we can do for our economic prosperity and mass prosperity. I'm talking about, you think the Roaring Twenties in, 19, in the 1920s were big. If we take away the power of Congress to borrow money, the Roaring Twenties now will make that look like, you know, Tiddlywinks games compared to, uh, you know, a gambling casino. I mean, it's just, it would be such a massive change in this country. You, know, you think the dollar is powerful now? <laughs> Try to imagine the Congress not being able to borrow any more money. The national debt comes down. The interest comes down. Uh, the value of the dollar goes up. Prices come down. Savings become more valuable. People have more money to purchase things. The economy booms. And they say, well, American goods will become more expensive because the dollar is more expensive. That's not our problem. <laughs> okay? It's not a problem in this country. The American taxpayer does not have to lower the value of the dollar to please people who want to buy uh, exports and, and large corporations that want to do that. That's not our problem. That's their problem. They need to raise their economies to equal the value of our dollar, and they can do it by stopping their governments from borrowing money. So I would end foreign aid, and I wouldn't want a yearly 10% reduction of foreign aid. I would eliminate it completely. And I would eliminate a lot more departments than Homeland Security. I would also go Health and Human Services. I would do uh, the FBI. I would do probably the, the entire Justice Department except for three crimes, the ones we talked about. We have a bill for that, right? Those three crimes, treason, piracy, and counterfeiting, that's it. Those are the only federal crimes. We don't need all this other stuff. Now, do we need an enforce? Absolutely. And I wouldn't eliminate Homeland Security. I would have them only operate at the border. And that would include uh, ships, planes, you know, things like that. Uh, if they want to identify terrorists at the border, but you actually need a border force, but you could put, Homeland, you could put that function in the military. You could put the military on the border. 
In fact, I think the military and Homeland Security should be on the border. Like other countries do. Exactly. I would take the, the Mexican cartels in this country. I would order that. I would declare them combatants, military combatants, and kill them. And hunt them down. Exactly. You know, in fact, we went into Mexico to get Pancho Villa. I wouldn't, you know, if I were Trump, I'm going to talk to him about this. Hopefully I can. We're, we're, we're working on some people that are very close to Trump getting him on the show. And that's one of the things I'm going to tell him. I said, look, you know, you need to try to treat the Mexican cartels like ISIS. You need to go into Mexico and kill them. Does that make me a target? Okay, fine. I was a target already. <laughs> you know, but uh, hey, cartels, leave our country alone or we need a president that's going to kill you. I mean, it's just that simple. Josie, I think we could get Greg, that on the Spanish media. Some... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Maybe, yeah. but you're absolutely right. The cartels are just like ISIS. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's uh, over 4,000 cartels right now as we speak in Pensacola. They're everywhere. 4,000 cartel cartels members are... or 4,000 cartels? I want to make oh, sure yeah. you're, you're speaking. So you're talking about cartel members. We're talking now. Are these people brought in by the cartels? So these are actual cartel officials enforcing cartel law and, and taking cartel money for coming into the country. And how did you get 4,000? Yeah, uh, like two years ago, Sheriff mm-hmm. Morgan told me that there were like 4,000 cartels. So there's, there's at least under 5,000 here in Pensacola. Uh, criminals running around loose. Yes. <clears throat> so when people go to the mall and things like that, they have to be very careful. I turn in two of them, actually. One uh, Nuke mm-hmm. restaurant and one mm-hmm. at the mall. I call and they pick them up because I can These tell illegals? who they were. So, uh, so are you of saying course. we have 4,000 4, illegals in Pensacola or 4,000 gang members, cartel members? Cartels, cartels, uh, Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. MS-13. I'm sorry. Sorry. MS-13. Oh, that's okay. No, I just, I, I'm just trying to correct the record so that we all, we're yeah, all speaking yeah, yeah. on the same MS-13. thing. MS-13. Yeah. And that's MS-13. Yeah. So if we have 4,000 yeah. gang members, MS-13, in a population, yeah. what's the population of, of Pensacola? 150,000? 200,000? I don't know either. I'm just, I'm just asking. Probably 200. Okay. So it's I not a big know. place. Probably so we're talking less than, less yeah, than half a, a million place. people. Yeah. Yes. So that's uh, that's like one percent of the population. <laughs> Gang members. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're here. And so MS-13 mm-hmm. is an illegal gang from El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala. Isn't that where they're they're based? Yeah. Mostly? Or is it Mexico? One, is it, one of my one of my cousins is one of them. Yeah. Oh wow. He's in Mexico. We're afraid. He tell he we uh, when I visit the farm, uh, my family. He was describing every little detail what they do to people, and I'm like. I'm staying away from you because I haven't seen it in 20-something years. And I'm like, and he was asking, where do you live and all that? And I kind of gave him the wrong address. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know where I was. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm yeah, you don't, want your, you don't want your cousin gang members, you know, mm-hmm. showing up. No. No. And he was describing what they do to people, how they torture them with a cigarette. They burn people's bodies. Everybody takes they cut their head and decapitate them. Well, they do that at the end, but at the beginning, they torture you slowly with their cigarette burn, and then they burn your pupils so you don't see who's cutting you. And he was describing it you all. You know who else done that? You know who else done that? The founder of Kwanzaa, Karinga. Oh, that's interesting. He did that to women. Used to hang them upside down. Well, hang. there's a couple of cases, at least one you read mm-hmm. about. He hung them upside down by the ankles and put a water hose in their vagina on. And water, oh, water. Ah, and 
I don't want all the details. That was out in California in Oakland. I know. I still don't want all the details. As horrible as it, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I mean, I know it happens. I don't. Let me tell you. Okay, quickly. Actually, we got our next reporter on, so we'll we'll get to Julie in just a second. Go ahead. No, finish up. I I know all of this sounds gross and everything, what Bianchi just said, but when everything gets released, people are going to be crying. People are going to be in shock. Some of the videos that I haven't even shared with you, anybody, because you will have nightmares. Um, that I know what's going on with the child trafficking, what they're doing to little kids. I had a hard time when everything gets released, comes out what these demons have been doing for years and years and years. That's why they murder uh, Kennedy. That's why they murder Martin Luther King, because they didn't want to be part of this uh, children's sacrifice and, and child trafficking sexually and adrenochrome and everything. And so many people in Hollywood will be arrested. So so many people. Disney will be shut down when they release everything, what's going on underground and Disney World, Victoria's Secret with all the little models. It's, it is horrible, horrible. The police, New York police, when they seen some of the videos, and I have one of the videos on, on, on my uh, uh, thing, uh, the police in New York City have seen crime scenes like you would not believe. They were literally vomiting when they saw some of these videos that they got from Uma Abedin's uh, husband, uh, Wiener, Anthony Wiener. It is horrible, horrible, horrible. And there's more things that they're doing right now. If I show you the stuff, you say, oh, my God, oh, my God. And uh, yeah. people are going to be in shock. The only thing that's going to reunite the world worldwide will be the children. This is what's going to unite the whole world. And that's why Donald Trump is taking a long time because they're cleaning house. They already got over 40,000 children from the underground in in Ukraine. And all the the children fleeing in the Ukraine were, they were trying to be trafficked by by Zelensky and Biden and George Soros going to other countries and stealing a lot of these kids. And, you know, a few days ago, um, Zelensky with his, militia and neo-Nazis, they were trying to blow up the Chernobyl uh, plant again. Can you believe this is happening? And Putin, well, I think that, that, that there's no nuclear or anything there. That's been totally decommissioned and, and all that stuff's been taken out. It's still a radioactive hazard. Well, Let me hold you. Takes, just, I want to hold you up for a bit. I'll tell takes, you why. Because, it takes 100 because, years. Yeah, it takes I just want to go away. Oh no, the the radiation's still there, but I'm saying that there's no nuclear activity. They're not. The, mm-hmm. There's no power plant there. Yeah, that, yeah. that stuff's all been taken out uh, as much as they could. But I want to make really clear mm. that if you want to expand yeah. on some of these things with sources, okay? Because you made a lot of claims and a lot of statements, and I think, and this is a problem. I'm going to talk to Juliet about this in just a second here. We have a new report, uh, Juliet Ramos, mm-hmm. and it's where for art thou, Juliet? <laughs> I've titled her report. And so we'll find okay. out where she's, she's going to go with stuff. But there's a I'll line. And, and, and I, okay, good. And I keep hearing this line. This line happens all the time. Uh, it's like things make sense okay. until the point they don't make sense. In other words, I believe that uh, obviously the election was stolen. Donald Trump's going to be the president. But he's not going to come back by a, a military coup taking over this country, replacing the current coup. That's not going to happen. Uh, and I'll talk to Josie about this, you know, did, off the air. But did, she, did, she, did, we, we, I did see the video. Yeah, did it's you total just, nonsense. Did you just hear... Did you just hear, well, a couple of days ago, Russia was uh, sending missiles, uh, explosion, big things in Ukraine? Yeah, I did. Remember? I also heard That's Ukraine it? blew up the, the bridge between Russia and Crimea. 
So yeah, there's no good people here. There's, yeah. there's no good ones on this side. No. Let me play something real quick. We'll okay, get to Julia, but we, we need okay. to... We, okay, thanks. <laughs> Point being that there's a line, and I think it's very destructive. I'll talk more about this another time, but uh, you'll see what I mean. Uh, probably address this uh, maybe tomorrow. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strike Force, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code WYL to the discount code window at checkout. WYL comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engines. Action Radio. Part of the ADHD Radio Network. The ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. Yes, we're back, and this is our 1,001. Yes, there was our 1,000th episode. Today is our 1,000th let's bring on our newest reporter, Juliet Ramos. Uh, and uh, after only one appearance on the show, and we talked afterwards, I said, you know, you need to report. So welcome to Wherefore Art Thou, Juliet, with Juliet Ramos. Good morning, darling. What's going on? How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm still trying to wake up with my cup of coffee here. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you're on the West Coast. So we are, we are truly a bi-coastal show. I'm down here uh, in, uh, in Milton near Pensacola. I'm in the Gulf of Mexico. Pianchi's in, in Missouri. You know, like I say, Jonathan comes to us from Virginia. We're all over the place. Tina's in Arizona. Uh, Juliet's in California. And we're all over. We're just, we're, this is a nationwide show broadcasting to 50, 60 countries, depending on the day uh, and what's going on. You know, funny, we're not in Ukraine. We're not in Belarus. There's this big gap in Eastern Europe where we just don't go. But we're in every other country in Eastern Europe, which is quite fascinating. So uh, let's see what happens. So what's in your mind? What's been going on with your week? What's, uh, what, what news of, of the left coast? Um, let's see here. Well, I've been working on my projects that, mm-hmm. uh, that actually you're going to be making a little cameo in. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm super excited about that. You want, you want to break um, the news yeah. that you can? I mean, like I say, don't give anybody secrets yet. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, if, if go I for it. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let's, let me get my round of applause. Actually, let's get the gong. <laughs> and now, let me see. If, <laughs> wait a minute. I've got I to find these things faster. So, uh, uh, okay, my alphabet sucks, too, because I can't, I can't do it. This is how exciting it is. It, it is. We need, we need, um, 
we need an announcement here. So let me, where, I can't believe I can't find it. Oh, you know, it's under Chinese, not, not under G for gong. This is what happens when I, when I try and do stuff. Uh, so here, and now a big announcement. Juliet. Um, we are going to be uh, in a film titled The Falcon. And uh, it is a patriotic, um, imaginary tale. Um, and I play the lobbyist. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, you're and on the right show for you're that. Going to be, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Greg, you're going to be training me for to be the lobbyist, to be the mm-hmm. badass, to, you know, um, really uh, train me for this role. And I'm so excited for it. And you're going to be making um, a cameo. And, oh, my God. Um, I'm going to be in the a- movies? I've always wanted a bit part in a movie. Oh, this is so exciting. I can't believe it. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to be things- filming, in- Go We're gonna be Where- filming in L.A. and in Philadelphia. Oh, so L.A.? I get to go to L.A.? This is going to be so much fun. L.A. Like, I'll get my California um, accent and my surfboard, and, like, we'll go out for pizza afterwards, and we'll have a great time. This is going to be, like, like totally awesome. Sorry. It's going to be totally awesome, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we get to meet. We get so, to chat. And I get, see, the, there are three things I want to do in my life. I, I sort of I want to write a book, which I've done. And I want to write another one. Actually, I'm, I'm trying to get to that together. I wanted a bit part in a movie, nothing big, just just a bit part in a movie, so I can you know point to, and say that's me. And, and the third one is I want I want to write a really commercial, trashy song and make a fortune on it. Something just totally you know socially worthless, but really fun. Um, so those so this well, is so this is number two we're hitting right now. And on your way on you know to the number yeah. three. <laughs> yeah. So here's to, here's to you and the movie folks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, love now, it. this film is not like it, it, it. There's some big names attached to it. I can't really mm-hmm. announce that just yet. Um, I know you got an overview recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's exciting. I'm super excited. Oh, no kidding. And, you know, well, this is why you're announcing well, it because seeing... I don't want to give away anything I'm not supposed to give away, but I've, I know a little bit about this, but, uh, but this is why I'm letting you make all the details. And, and again, withhold what you need to, and we'll just, we'll tell people the details as they come out. So Pianki, I didn't even know that this morning. So, Pianki, I'm going to be in the movies. What do you think? Gonna... What do you say, Greg? <laughs> I said I'm going to be in a movie. <laughs> Oh, I guess you were you were distracted. Movies. Check out all right. Listen, check out the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to go back over it again, but it's just it's, it's, this is really great news. So tell me more. Anything else you can tell so us? The, right. So the the Falcon is an action thriller, imaginary tale, where um, the lobbyist, as in my role, I'm, I played mm-hmm. the lead role in the film. It is it is directed by. Um, by Mario Prado, mm-hmm. and it is a film by Stephen Morris. So I'm I'm just so excited. It, it's just been such a blessing. I'm working on another project titled um, Sincerely Serene. It is a mental health thriller slash horror film um, that's going to be filmed in Laguna Beach. Um, and we're all looking to uh, start production here quickly. Um, I, I want to say at the beginning of the year, we're going to start Sincerely uh, mm-hmm. Serene and then Falcon a little bit in the spring. Um, mm-hmm. But the Falcon is, it, 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 it's about
about our Constitution, and it is about preserving our Constitution as these people, the government, um, have gotten way too comfortable violating our constitutional rights. So I played the lobbyist in how I am um, basically just uh, God. I don't want to give too much away. Um, well, we can we can hold it right there if you want. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we can talk about what a lobbyist it? does. Let's do that. Let's I, just hold it right yeah. there. And but a it, lobbyist is is someone that actually goes to the halls of Congress and the state legislatures, mm-hmm. and the, and even the the county commissions, school boards you know, city councils and, and tries to get legislation passed. So the, the details of, of what legislation you guys are going to do and how that takes the form in the movie, I'm fascinated with. Because what you're, what you're going to yeah. make a movie of is, is what we do. And I'm not sure how the plot works right. or anything. I don't have those details, which is probably good. I don't want to say things I'm well, not supposed to. But the idea <laughs> of, of fighting for freedom from a lobbyist perspective is something really interesting. As opposed mm-hmm. to, because normally it's the armed revolution storming the gates, the black helicopters, the, the people zip lining out. And, and that's not going to happen. We don't want that. In fact, this show specifically, the title, The Coming Civil War and How Action Radio Can Prevent It. You know, in a world where we have, you know, bullets and ballots and people think that's the only option. You know, and if the ballots don't work, then they go to bullets. It's like, no, you idiots. No, yeah. we, we don't go to war. We, the, the feds are, right. are too geared up for war. They've got 287,000 armed uh, agents. Okay, that's an army. That's an army of almost 12 divisions of soldiers at 25,000 soldiers per division, and it can be as low as 15,000 for and still maintain it. A division is a huge amount of soldiers, and the and the federal government has 12 has almost 12 divisions of armed agents with thousands upon thousands of automatic weapons, billions of rounds of ammunition. You don't think they're ready for a war? Of course they are. Right. But, but right. we're not going to give it to them. And we you know the laws. I feel like uh, what they're trying is, to do is... Okay, hold on, hold on. We got, we got two of you ones. Julia, why don't you make your point, then Pianca, I'll get to your question. Julia? Okay. Um, they have more armed agents in the Marine Corps as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, all I'm trying to say is that, you know, they're trying to divide us, and they're trying to um, push us into a civil war, I feel. And, mm-hmm. you know, and for us to be, um, to lean on the government as much as possible because they want control. They're taking away our guns. They're taking away our rights to our bodies. Um, they're taking away our children, you know, so we could lean back on the government. And I'm not having that, you know. So I, I've invested my life into, um, a, getting my children back, that is mm-hmm. um, number one. Yep. B, I mean, number two is just, you know, you know, pushing for change, pushing for our voices to be heard, because we, the people, are the only people that could, that can cause change. And um, it, it's, it's the best awakening film, I think, is going to awaken the people and really... Um, you know, make people open their eyes a little bit and mm-hmm. not a little bit, but a lot and to push back, you know, that's, that's, that's what we can do. Push back with legislations, you know, push back with, you know, going uh, pro, pro se and be a pro se litigant in court, you know, um, define pro se for people, define pro se. For oh, people, no. When you self-represent yourself, 
people don't think that they always tell me in court, oh, you need an attorney, you need an attorney. And I'm just like, I don't need an attorney. I have a right to an attorney. I know my rights. I know my constitutional rights. I know my civil rights, my bill of rights. I mean, you name it, I know it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I don't need um, a lawyer to, to assert my rights when I know them and I know the rules of the court and these people are breaking their own laws that they created. I can't make this stuff up. You know, I don't want to make this stuff up, but now I'm forced to. Now I'm forced to design laws to push back and, and, and to protect the people, to protect the children, to protect, you know, the domestic violence victims, you know. So um, that's kind of where I'm at um, in my journey right now. I'm working on this film, The Falcon, um, and with Mario Prado, um, William Campbell, he plays my bodyguard. He's also um, written a couple other scripts that I'm uh, an executive producer on. Um, mm. and, um, yeah, and, you know, I've just been so blessed. Like, all, through all of the tragedy in my life, I've been blessed with a great partner, with a great um, career, with uh, white camera action. And I was not... Let me tell you, Greg, I was not even prepared for any of this, you know, none of this. I mean, when my, when my girls got taken away, I really, really thought like my life was over. I, there has been a a few times where I fell so broken to my knees. I didn't know how I was going to get back up. I didn't know how I was going to but you did get through that. Day. Get back up. I did. That's the point. You did get back up. Yeah. So proud of myself. I am so elated with joy, and I my my heart is exploding with gratitude, and I just like God said, "Be patient, my child. I'm I'm going to give you your blessings, but not when you want them." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I heard a different message uh, one day as I was driving. You know, I was getting really frustrated, and I was working ridiculously hard. I had to work full-time at that point, uh, and, and now, you know, it's a little different. But, uh, you know, and I'm exhausted. I'm getting like three hours sleep a night. I'm doing a couple hours of show and, and working and doing all this. And I thought, what am I doing this for? This is crazy. This is nuts. And I heard God's voice, and, it, and he said, keep going. And that's all he said. Let's just keep going. I'm thinking, okay, well, mm-hmm. if you got my back, I'll just, I'll just carry on and, and we'll see what happens. And, for, and, and from that moment, I mean, I, I never doubted it before, but I never doubted anything after that. And it's like, I just keep going, right. you know, because it's going to work right. out. It's, you know, we're going to do this. But isn't it ironic that you and I meet, you're training to be a lobbyist. I am one. We've got a whole show here dedicated to exactly what you're going to be doing. I know. And you, and you can take, and it's funny because people, it's like you have to if make a movie about something big, unreal for people to yeah, I mean that's the this is this is divine inspiration right here at this time, you guys. But but what's interesting <laughs> is that movies, the power of movies, you know, it's not real until people see it in a movie. It, you know, you can you can right. have a fictitious story and it can be far more real than than the actual than people's actual reality. They just don't get it. You know, it's like two thousand years right. the movie made about uh, all the election, uh, the vote fraud, and all the mailbox the mail dumping, the vote box dumping. That's what made it real for people. It's the movie. 
Waco. Right. Remember Waco, the rules of engagement, when uh, Bill Clinton yeah. and the FBI and the ATF killed all those people, mm-hmm. the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas? It wasn't real until people mm-hmm. saw the movies and the buildings burning and the bulldozers, you know, bulldozing, bulldozing those things down. I'm not trying to get too graphic, but that's what happened. And no one has ever paid a price for that. But it became real with the yeah. movie. So you guys make a you movie. Know, and China Syndrome, Aaron Brockovich. Movies. Right. And you know what? I've experienced. What have I, what I've experienced in this county because I have been so vocal about the injustice that we, that my family and I have experienced with my children and my sociopathic ex-husband, um, oh, well, soon to be ex-husband, I guess. <laughs> right, Greg? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, personal so, details, remember, you don't have to give everything. And Pianchi, I do remember yeah. you had a question, so I will get to you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just just think because a lot of this stuff is, it's podcast forever. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so no, it's no, always, no, 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 no. yeah, I, so I just take a breath. Know, I'm playing then, chess, yeah. not checkers, so I don't want to give away too much of exactly. what my own case is. But uh-huh. um, go, what I've experienced in this county has been disgusting. You know, they're concealing sexual abuse. They are, um, they're, in, they're instilling fear. They're in, trying to intimidate me. They're, um, they're locking me out of hearings. They're changing stuff on, on the docket, on my court docket. You know, they don't want me to talk. They don't want me on that floor because I will school them. You know, and they're trying to scare me silent, and silence is acquiescence. I refuse to be silent because if this is happening to me and my children, I can only imagine what is happening to other families. So that's why I'm pushing for change. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm being so vocal, and, you know, let's just be good people, people. <laughs> you know, just be good people. Like, you know, no family deserves their children to be ripped out of their home based on allegations. They don't. Uh, oh, it is so disgusting. The 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 death threats, the um, the threats to my children, everything that you could possibly think of that you know, that would actually, like, scare somebody has happened to me. And I keep yeah. going. I keep well, that going makes you fearless. going harder. Um, you know, it's like those who have been depressed, those who have been through narcissistic relationships, those who have been through poverty, those who have been fired, those who have had everything taken away from the kids taken away, those who have had, you know, those who have had huge combat injuries, anybody who's been through a challenge. Uh, there's only two ways out of it. You either get stronger or weaker. And, and so right. those, are, those are your options. And you got stronger, and I got stronger. And anybody who's had a challenge, you know, gets, I think uh, that's the best way out of it. You look at most of the folks on this show, we're all ADHD, we're all stronger, uh, and we are, we're, and for the most part, fearless. Anyway, let me hold right. you up just now, because I know yeah. Pianchi had a comment for you and a question. I want to get to that, and then we'll get back. But uh, you've got this rare combination of taking on the, the court to get your kids back and making a movie. <laughs> I mean, what are the chances, right? I know. Like, I'm telling you. They're scared of me. <laughs> well, this is what's going to make I'm you a good lobbyist, but you, we, we got to gotta make you a non-threatening I'm, lobbyist. And that's part of the deal. I'll tell you about that in a second. Pianchi, no, you had a point. I, you wanted, I, right. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, I'm let me just hold for a second. For 
Well, I'm not only training for this role mentally, but I'm training uh-huh. for it physically. Like I have you that's going yeah. to be training me as a lobbyist. And uh-huh. then I have, um, a, you know, a, a physical trainer that's going to be training me. And then I, I'm also in judo. I'm going to be taking boxing. So it's like, this what is kind of lobbyist art. are you going to be? This is the art of war. <laughs> that's what it is. It's the art of war. Oh, interesting. Okay. See, this is why I want to, I'm, I'm curious as to what you guys are going to do because now the movies are going to take license. They don't have to do, go as we know, strictly by, you know, reality. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't have movies. That's, that's part of the fun of it. I'm curious to right. see where, where, where y'all go with this. This can be fascinating. Um, like I said, just do one quick check on with Pianchi because uh, I promised him I'd get back to him and then let's, let's, let's carry on. Cause this is fascinating. Pianchi, did you have a point or a question for, uh, for Juliet? Let's even bring you back in here real quick. No, it's telling she's preparing for a title fight. <laughs> for a what? A title fight. A title fight. I am. You're absolutely right. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I'm in the ring. Who's bell. in my corner? You I need know? a bigger bell. I only but have the little hotel not. bell. I just got this one. <laughs> it, it's not about... <laughs> there you go. It's, it's, it's really not about the fight. And it's not about the win. It's about we, the people, you know, it's about us, you know, fighting, not fight. I want to, I don't want to put it that way because I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Okay. I don't like to fight. I think it's exhausting. I think it's mentally draining. I mean, I, I've been going through this fight for already two years and I'm exhausted. I'm uh-huh. so exhausted. But this stuff right here empowers me. Strong women and men empower me. Someone that is willing to step up and be like, no, F that. I'm not going to put up with it. I'm not going to watch you let my family. I'm not going to watch you abuse my family over and over and over and over. I, I'm standing up. That's, that's what a real, um, that's what a mother and a father, that's what they do. They well, there's fighting and home. fighting. They, they... Yeah, there's fighting and fighting. There's there's fighting in in court. There's fighting in the legislature. There's fighting as we're doing here. You know, writing our own legislation and encouraging people to to share the bills. And then there's physical fighting. We're not physically fighting. In fact, the whole title of the show, "The Coming Civil War and How Action Radio Can Prevent It," you know, we're providing that third option of many options. It's not just bullets and ballots. You know, it's bills. And that you can actually write bills and change laws. You change laws, you change government. They still, they still can be held accountable to the laws if we can find the government people to actually do that, which means better government people. So we need a change in people and we need a change in laws. Uh, we need lawyers that will actually enforce the, the laws and take them to court. You know, that's the whole point. A well, lawyer once told me the they need good happening. laws to make good court decisions. Yeah, go ahead. If that's, what I'm have, that's the problem that I'm running into is mm-hmm. these attorneys – that um, they're doctored in to protect one another and to protect the counties, to protect mm. the judge. Oh, yeah. I, like, it, it would be really, really, enli- it would be so enlightening to have a, of an attorney just willing to, to do what's best for the people. You know, and and be fearless and knowing that they're going to get disbarred. Knowing, you know what I mean? Like plan yep. for it, of course, but it would just be so, it would enrich our community. It would enrich the people. If, there, if we had a group of attorneys that actually stood up and fought back with us, 
you know, yeah. because it's, it's, it's hard to find those attorneys. Well, that, that's a problem. They, they say you have to have an attorney, otherwise you have a fool for a client. Uh, and then on the other hand, the attorneys are fools themselves. So what's the point? Because they're not going to help you like you'll help yourself. Um, have you ever read or heard of or studied Sun Tzu, S-U-N-T-Z-U, Chinese warlord is from, that, you know. Is that the art of war? Uh-huh. Or the, yes, I actually, <laughs> that's actually the book I'm listening to now while I'm training for um, these roles, as well as, as I'm in my fight, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm this, this, when you're fighting for your children, knowing that they're being abused mentally, physically, and um, sexually, you, you, it feels like you're, you're behind a plexiglass, and you're watching it all unfold, and there's nothing you can do, mm-hmm. you know, you're bounded. So it's been so it's been so hard to to fight this battle alone. However, what have, when I started interviewing other women in my community, I started interviewing women across the nation. That's mm-hmm. when I knew I wasn't alone. That's when I knew I can I can do this. Like I can fight harder just using my voice, and that's what it is. I'm a threat because of my platform. So you should talk about that too, just to let folks know you do have a podcast uh, with a whole lot of listeners, <laughs> and, and so you, you know, and, and your website you might want to describe that as well. And I'm curious when this movie comes out and and your popularity and your your public recognition goes kind of skyrockets, how that's going to affect your case because now you're going to be a public figure, now you're going to be a celebrity, and that brings a lot of power with it too. If you look at the uh, the recent case with Johnny Depp. You know, I think part of the reason where he, he made some new law and actually because normally guys, you know, when it comes to defamation or, or whatever or libel suits, he would if he was just a regular guy, he would have lost that case. But he's Johnny Depp mm-hmm. and he hired a really good lawyer and he won that case. And I think it justifiably so. I mean, she was libeling and slandering him. Um, but that changes laws because he's a, a celebrity. So how do you think it's going to affect you in your case? Listen, if this movie listen, you a celebrity? Listen. Yeah, what? Listen, Greg, I yes, think ma'am. they were both in a toxic relationship. You okay. know, and, and to be honest, I'm not taking in anyone's side. I have been in that toxic relationship, and I have learned from that relationship. And what <laughs> I did is I took a negative and flipped it into a, and brought more awareness to narcissism, to personality disorders, to, you know, the mental health aspect. Mm-hmm. We don't know why she slandered or did what she did. Maybe she was angry. Maybe she was disgruntled. Maybe, you know, maybe she was hurt. But that toxicity is rich in pain and sadness, and it's a drug. If you don't know anything else and say you, you know, grew up with um, with that toxicity in your life, you, you know nothing else but to bring it into your adulthood. You know, and that's what I've learned through this whole journey and process is that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I wasn't perfect in my marriage. And, and I, I understood that, but I wanted to change. And he wouldn't allow me to grow. So in hmm. order for me to grow, I had to part from him. And he, he stayed stuck. I didn't. 
you know, that was... How common that, is that, do you think? Wonderful. How common do you think that, that one person wants the other person to stay exactly the same, and then that person wants to grow? And I think it's natural for people to grow. In a good marriage, you're going to be excited by the growth and the change, you know, and, uh, but in a, in a bad marriage, it's going to be a threat. I mean, that seems, I bet that's a lot right. more common than, than we talk about. Who's got, is, do you have the dog Absolutely. in the background? Someone's got a dog. Oh, here. yeah. <laughs> I'm outside getting oh, some okay. fresh air. I get, yeah, yeah I think I'm going through menopause because I've had a hysterectomy. So I'm like, hot flashes, hot flashes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, it, it's, it's very, very common to bring, um, because you don't know anything else, right? Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, makes you've sense. adapted to Conditioning. this one. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm not, I don't agree with her pooping on, you know, a guy's pillow or whatever. Like, oh, I, didn't hear I don't that know part. if some of that was. <laughs> this is a really graphic show today. Sorry, folks, I should have made a disclaimer. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, Amber Heard, that's what she claimed to, to have done. You know, I, I, I'm not in charge of any, uh, other people's actions. I'm only in charge of my own. And, um, you know, I don't support abuse. I don't support, um, I don't support anything like that. However, like, don't be mad when someone's reactionary to your abuse either, you know what I mean? So it's like it's like everybody meets their emotional threshold, so they they snap, right? And that I've I'm I've 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 fallen victim to that, and I have, and I've hurt a lot of people, you know. And so, but that's not the person that I am. I'm very gentle. I'm very kind. I'm very patient. But I mean, just like anybody else, you push me far enough. All snap, you know, but it, that's why I'm regulating my emotions by training, by, um, by educating myself. That, that's how I am fighting back is through paperwork and through knowledge and through, you know, my, my physical appearance, my career. Like, I'm unstoppable, you cannot break me, you know. I've already had the worst happen to me. I've had cops threaten me. I've had cops pull me out of the car, pull me out of the house, kicking and screaming, put me in mental institutions. I mean, you name it, I have had it happen to me. And I am I'm so happy that, you know, they didn't break me, that I've really, really come to terms. Well, you wouldn't that, let them. You know, a lot of, most of it's on you, you know, I mean, people get broken all the time and and you, I mean, what's the difference between, you know, the difference between what you, you know, how your solution to this, which is to fight back and someone who withdraws and, and, you know, goes into alcohol and drugs. I mean, that's the difference. The difference is how you handle it. What do they they say? Everybody gets a crisis. You know, the only, the the only choice you have is how you, has how you handle it, what you do. And so this is really critical. Um, Do you find that martial arts, you know, you're learning judo, you're learning other uh, kickboxing and things like that. Do you find that the physical translates to the mental in terms of your, your attitude towards your own self-defense? Okay, go ahead. I was talking to my fiance about this Mm -hmm. and um, I, it it teach it. I, I'm learning to be, um, uh, what is it called? Um, I'm learning to be uh, not obedient. What's the other word? I'm 
I'm, um, oh, God, the word is right there. Uh, Describe it. I'll see if I can figure I'm, it out. I, I am, I'm, I'm, God, what's the word I'm looking for? My word's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I got a thesaurus. I've, I've got a computer. We can, we can find it. So <laughs> no, what, I'm, I'm is it stuff you're learning or, or like you're trying to be no, a good student? Well, or? So being my own boss, I, I kind of, I, I'm in control of everything, right? Right. But I'm being pushed to, to go to something every day. I'm pushed to be on time every day. I'm pushed to, Well, you that's know, just discipline. That, that's discipline, but that's not obedient. There's a difference. No, no, no. I, that, that wasn't the right word. But oh, okay. it, it was, I'm disciplining myself. I'm disciplining myself to eat right. right to really um, to meditate, to listen to my body when it needs to be, um, when I need to shut down. I actually take naps. I never took naps. I thought it was a waste of time. It was just like, ugh, I'm oh, I sleep is never a waste of time. Tired. <laughs> Those of us that don't get enough of it, yeah, it's never a waste of time. Yeah. I would always say, I would always say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> But it's just like I love sleeping because it's the only time my body is completely at peace. Huh. So, and I, I well, that let's let's like, let's pursue that a bit because I, you know, I I find if you do martial arts or if you do anything, uh, there's what what uh, folks call and I call the zone. You get into this place where nothing else matters. And if you're yep. meditating, you're, you're in your zone. If you're doing martial arts, you're in your zone. Uh, if you're at the shooting range or as I'll be doing, hopefully, you know, we get a couple million listeners, you know, flying a jet really fast, upside down. That's, that's, that's where my zone oh, is. Okay. You know, my, my zone's in the clouds, baby. I want to be up there like, you know, doing Top Gun stuff. Um, because Did I was you know I that I wanted, to be, I wanted to be a jet pilot when I was a little girl? I'm not surprised. I wanted to be I wanted to be a jet pilot when I was a little boy. The only reason I didn't. I, my mom uh, I mean, took me to a Blue Angels show, and I was like, yeah, oh my me God, too. That's what I want to do. I want, well, that's why and, they but do those then shows. I learned that you need to have like twenty twenty vision, and that's yeah. when I lost hope. Yeah, me too. Yeah. See, I started. I had twenty ten. <laughs> no, I had the best vision in the world when I was sixteen years old. When I sold, I actually sold it sick and got my private license at seventeen. So I already proved I could do it. Um, but uh, by 19, I was like wearing glasses and was 2100. So that went the Air Force career, <laughs> you know, really pissed me off. Too. <laughs> big, big change. Yeah, flying is kind of weird. This is, you know, when I was ready to fly for the airlines, they all went broke. You know, I mean, it's just all these things, these weird things that happen, you know, when uh, it's, it's, I'm not going to go into it now, but it's, it's a long story with me in aviation. Uh, but I want to get back and I'll fly my jet. And I'm going to market in Russian colors and, you know, go hopefully dogfight some of the Air Force people, which would be kind of funny, actually. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, but the point being, but that's a zone. Sailing a boat is a zone. You get in a zone and, and you know, you can be completely, you don't have to be at peace. To, uh, you don't have to be asleep to be at peace, but you can be at peace as, you know, and it depends on what you mean by meditating. You know, you, you can meditate in actual meditation or you can meditate sailing a boat. Or you can meditate throwing a boomerang. I mean, you know, this is, you know, as you catch right. the end. That's, I, can, I, I, I actually learned how to do that. It's kind of crazy, but, you know, I can't. Um, but there are things that you can, I yeah, watch out when you catch a boomerang. You split your hand open, but there's a way to do it. Um, <laughs> I think but, it's uh, just so mm-hmm. uh, fascinating the way people can um, be uh, such a warrior and such a um, mm-hmm. strong-minded individual. And let me tell you, like, I went from – handwriting motions to like uh, writing motions that were 
done by a lawyer. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm breaking it down. I'm keeping it short and sweet. I'm, Mm -hmm. and then when I get in there, I'm just like, no, your honor, this, this, and this and that. I mean, they don't know what to do. I've had the judge walk off the bench, you know, they're just like, you You know, know, uh, we have so many parallels. Yeah, we have, you and I have so many parallels, it's kind of scary. Um, but it's interesting that when I write legislation, I do exactly what you do with court motions. One or two pages, single subject, easily read, easily understandable. I take the very specific section of law where the problem is and rewrite it. And I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm not a lawyer. Uh, nothing against right. a lawyer show, Jonathan, but, I mean, quite frankly, uh, I've shown that you don't have to be a lawyer to do the things that we do. And we write better legislation. Mm-hmm. I mean, we write more legislation than the members of Congress do because members of Congress don't write legislation anymore. The lobbyists do. So if the lobbyists mm-hmm. are writing the laws of this country, we have an unrepresentative government. We are not represented by our, our, our people in Congress because they're busy fundraising. So who really represents us are the lobbyists for wacko special interest groups and large corporations. Well, that's a hell of a way to govern a nation. You can't call yourself a free right. country if the people making the laws represent people that don't want us to be free. They want us to be channel controlled and take all our money. Right. So we're not a free country. But if you can write motions, you know, that are, that if you don't have to be, you prove that you can be in, and not be a lawyer and you can write motions and not be a lawyer. And I've proved that you can be, uh, not be a lawyer and write bills and write good bills, write better bills than the lobbyists, right? Because we're not talking about special interests with my bills. We're talking about freedom. And so whether Pianchi right. wrote one and, and Johnson's written one and uh, Josie's got one and all these folks, and I've got a bunch. Because uh, I, I wanted to set the model for how to do this. And so I'll teach you how to do it. And one of the best ways, I think, to, to learn how to be a lobbyist is that you actually be a lobbyist. And, I, and we can write a bill. This and you can take it problem. to – what's that? Problem was is that, okay, I'm a girl, right? Well, last, yeah. You sound like one. <laughs> last time I checked your picture, yep, you're a girl. <laughs> right? Kind of so, cute, too. Uh, girls are emotionally charged. You know, oh, you don't think guys are? You don't think guys are emotionally well, charged? I think some guys are, too. I've met oh. really sensitive men as well. Um, but I'm saying women, especially when they have to do, when it has to do with their children, uh-huh. they're emotionally charged, like magnify it by 100. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a 1,000, maybe a million. I mean, it, it's super intense. So what has been my challenge is removing the emotion out of the, out of the fight, you know, because the first, the first thing you want to tell the judge, do you know what you've done to my family? Do you know what you've done to my kids? You're emotionally abusing them by they don't care. primary attachment. They don't care about that. Yeah. You know, so now it's like I walk in removing my emotion and mm-hmm. I, it, it, I swear, I walk in like the double wears product, you know. There's well, that's, like, that's a warrior. Oh, so, so that's your zone, though. That's your warrior zone. So your warrior zone, uh-huh. you wear your warrior clothes, you know, to court, so you look appropriate. You, wear, you have your warrior attitude. You bring in your warrior, uh, I was going to say bring your warrior briefs, but that doesn't sound quite right. Your legal brief. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, but you bring in your warrior paperwork. You know, you wore your briefcase, you know, you, you, do the, you do what you do, and then you uh, go to war by talking about yep. the motions and the, and the various things. I mean, it is a war, you know, which, which reminds me it of my Sun Tzu quotes. So I had some Sun Tzu quotes here because i got a whole file of them here. I always keep these just in case. Uh, first quote, appear weak when you are strong and strong when you are weak. Mm-hmm. The supreme art of war yep. is to subdue the enemy without fighting. Yep. 
If you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. I'll give you more. This is fun. Let your plans be dark and impenetrable as as night. And when you move, fall like a thunderbolt. Mm -hmm. Supreme excellence consists of breaking the enemy's resistance without fighting. Mm -hmm. Here's Here's my favorite one. All warfare is based on deception. Hence, when we are able to attack, we must seem unable. When using our forces, we must appear inactive. When we are near, we must make the enemy believe we are far away. And when far away, we must must make him believe we are near. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the other one here is Sun Tzu. I I love that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I've been reading the Art of War um, when Mm -hmm. I lay down and take my naps. (laughs) Oh, how peaceful of you. I think I'll take a nap now and read the Art of War. Okay, fine. Have a nice nap. <laughs> no, I'll sit there Have a good and listen to it, you know, and yeah. it's it's a trip because it's like I wake up and I'm in, I'm in this total different mindset. I'm just like, let's go. Let's rock and roll, you know, yep. and it's, it, it's a God thing because I was that mom that was shaking and crying before I went into court. I couldn't face my abuser, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, he, he denied me my ADA advocate, the judge did, you know, and I was just like, how am I going to do this? I can't do this by myself. I can't do it. I can't do it. And there was times I did not go to court because I could not face my abuser, mm-hmm. you know. Now I walk in and I, he's just like, who is this chick? I look totally different from the last time he seen me. You know, I look absolutely different. And um, I start calling him, calling, calling him out on the fraud, you know. And you know, they went as far as entrapping me while I was waiting for my matter to be called. Mm-hmm. And they allowed they allowed my ex husband to leave, and they locked me out of the hearing. And yeah. the and the judge had me served on a reissuance of a domestic violence restraining order stating I threatened my children with a pink gun and how I'm mentally um how I'm mentally uh, uh abusing them. Yeah. And I So for all the folks out there for people that are listening, we, we do a lot of family work here, family court law, things like that. We actually have the Action Radio Family Law Project, and it is full. This is a worldwide problem. It's not just you. It's not just California. It's not just right. the United States. This goes on yep. worldwide. That family courts all are universally uh, abusive. They all get money, and they all extend. They, they traumatize the good people, reward the bad people to extend the divorce process as long as possible. So when you go to war, I mean, this is really war. Uh, a couple of thoughts came to mind. Uh, is a bad marriage, is that war? What do you think? I agree. Yeah. I agree. Family court and it, is war, <laughs> right? It is war. It's absolutely. And it's all a contract and it's all contract law. I mean, I can get into it and go, I, I mean, and, you know, I know that you just, you, you had someone on, on the show prior to um, me coming on right now, and she's talking about the, the child trafficking, the sex trafficking. And Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I've heard the darkest of the dark, and I have research. I have verified. I and it it is dark. It is dark. It is scary. And to know that these people blend in as one of us, mm-hmm. it, it blows my mind. You know, and um, they have they should be held accountable just like everyone else should is held accountable if they commit a crime. And this is the thing. It's like I, I'm pushing what I will, would like to do with you, Greg, is I'm pushing for some accountability from these judges. You know, they're absolutely aware of what they're doing. They're absolutely aware of the damage they are causing. They yeah, but you're never going to make them feel guilty enough to do something. See, here's the problem. Uh, right. and, this, this is, and we, I run into this all the time with, uh, you know, people that, that insist that I argue with other people. It's like, no, I'm not going to change their mind. Why should I waste my time arguing? And why should I go through, why should I make myself upset trying to argue with somebody and trying to get them to accept my position when they're never going to? So the, 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 the point of discussing issues with different people, I'm trying to get more Democrats on, actually. It's be, it should be interesting. But the whole point is to find out how they think. And so I don't have to beat them. I just have to know how they think. Because I'm not going to change their mind, and they're certainly not going to change mine. But that's not the point of the exchange. And so defining the argument, defining what you're trying to accomplish is, is everything. So when you go to court, you know, you've got objectives. You, know, you, want, you want your kids back, and you want to uh, use the law in your favor um, because they don't expect it. So, so why Sun Tzu is so important in this case when they say all war is, all war is deceptive. Okay? So you come in not being a lawyer. All right. And yet, you know, all the motions, you know, all the, the judgments, you know, all the procedures, you know, the court, uh, you know, how all, all this all works. OK, so if, yeah. if, if, if family court is war, then you're using deception. You're actually using Sun Tzu in your in your technique of, of, of winning your battle. And it is a battle. They come in armed with what they think uh, they have. They have the courtroom. They have the judge in robes. The judge sits up high. So I, I would put judges, you know, below eye level just to kind of put it in perspective. I'd have jury sit up high. Yeah. You know, and judges down low. Yeah. I would have judges wear you know, white and black striped shirts like uh, NFL uh, football umpires because that's what they are. They're umpires. <laughs> or, I'm serious. Or, prison mates. <laughs> prison or which now? <laughs> orange jumpsuits. It'd be interesting if we, just, if we dressed judges in orange. Now I would do that because that, that's definitely – but I wouldn't have them wear robes. I wouldn't let them issue instructions no, to the jury. No, they're wearing I a black them. dress. I mean, come on. Come on. <gasps> the transgender. <laughs> But when you think about I mean, it, I, that's a battlefield. I respect all. I uh-huh. respect the law. I respect um, uh-huh. these judges that are making some huge decisions for people, and I, I do. I genuinely do. Not uh-huh. not everyone in the government, not everyone in the judicial system is bad. I don't believe that. Oh no, we never make absolutes. You know, yeah. and uh, I think you know. Um, but, I mean, honestly, if you're committing a crime, which mm-hmm. in my case, it's a, it's a freaking kidnapping and they know it, yeah. you know, and um, they're, uh, I've, I've, served, I've served everyone in my case the notice of liability stating, stand down and give me back my children, you know, has even there, the attorney general here in California. Has there ever been a, a movie uh, about a family kids. court? Has there ever been a movie uh, like, and I'm, I was, I'm thinking of your next picture, but has there ever been, like we have Aaron Brockovich, which is a story of a woman who uh, discovered hazardous uh, waste dumping, and she was a law clerk, and she basically set all these law things up. Uh, we've seen documentaries on the tobacco industry and how the, the tobacco cases, when they were, it was ruled that they were responsible for the deaths, finally, 
Um, uh, has there ever been a really good movie? I mean, I've seen trial films uh, from 12 Angry Men. Oh, it, this is going for juries. You ever seen the movie 12 Angry Men with Henry Fonda? It was made about 1950-something. Mm-hmm. Oh, unbelievable film. Films were better in the old days because they had scripts. They didn't have special effects. So that's a good trial film. Uh, the other one that's, that's good, although it's, uh, it's, it's definitely one-sided and biased, is the movie Inherit the Wind with Spencer Tracy, uh, Gene Kelly, and Frederick March on the Scopes Monkey Trial. There's a great film. Mike wanted me to tell you quickly that Kramer versus Kramer, um, I believe that's a, that's a story about divorce. That Absolutely. Was made in the 80s. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I had forgotten that. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> you know, but that's that is uh, that's absolutely right. And that was a groundbreaking film. And I think about it because you had, uh, you know, the guy's point of view and, and divorce courts for a long time, incredibly favored women. Now, something's happened. And if, let me ask you this. We only have a few minutes left here, but something's happened in divorce court because it used to be standard divorces, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, when, when my parents got divorced. You know, the, the woman was assumed to be, uh, was assumed to get the kids. And of course, when she got the kids, she got the house. When she got the house, she got the cars. When she got the cars, she got child support. And guys were totally screwed over in, in family court. I mean, unbelievably screwed over. They got nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them were, were homeless and had a tough time living. It was a really bad situation. So a lot of mm-hmm. guys got together and said, wait a minute, this is wrong. We need to fix this. Well, now it seems like it's swung mm-hmm. the other way. When I look up, you know, divorce rights, there's like a million father's groups and I don't see mother's groups. And yet the people that I know are in trouble now are all mothers. So the women are getting screwed over, which well, is bad, too. Well, that's the problem you, that we're running into is so it, what happened? father's when, when, rights movement. Uh-huh. Well, well father's okay. rights is a good thing. but Well, no, it was designed for beautiful purposes, you know, oh, for the father yeah. to be more, more involved in the child's life. Beautiful purposes. I support um, a healthy um, uh, relationship between a child and a parent uh-huh. all, all the time, hands down. However, the, the, the father's rights movement got into the hands of the most extreme abusers. Even mm-hmm. women are supporting this. How to, um, I mean, there's a playbook on how to get, um, how to hurt your, how to hurt your ex by, how to hurt your ex by not laying a finger on her. And, and that is a real book. Uh, oh, I believe it. And then well, it's not my- it's not the good father's rights movement because you got a lot of really good fathers out there. Uh, in fact, it's one of our right. biggest problems is, is courts were awarding way too many. Uh, it's not that they weren't awarding, um, you know, children to women all the time. It's that they were denying fathers, you know, their kids. You know, I was mostly a weekend dad with my daughter and we spent more time together than she spent, you know, I think with my ex, you know, during the week. Uh, simply because they put the time in on the weekends. But there's a lot of fathers uh, and mothers, too, who, you know, put the kids in front of the TV or they, they take them to the golf game and they're, you know, sit in the golf cart. Or they just, the guys do normal stuff. You can't do that. If you if you've got your kids, be with your kids. You know, I never, my weekends were totally devoted to my daughter uh, when I was raising her on the weekends. And we had a blast. We, we did a lot of really crazy stuff. Uh, travel, you know, all kinds of things. You know, we were in San Francisco, so we had an infinite amount of neighborhoods to explore that oh, were different yeah. nationalities. Oh, yeah. So it's like touring, touring San Francisco is like touring the world. This is back when you could walk around everywhere. Oh, yeah. I um, love San Francisco. But, but those are the good fathers. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I thought I was a good father. But, uh, but the difference is now you've got the narcissists, I think, have taken over. 
the abusive mm-hmm. fathers, the ones that use the laws, you know, to, to punish their ex. And this goes, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just as bad for a woman to make a false accusation of, of uh, assault or child molestation or things like that as it is for, for a man to use the courts to punish, you know, the woman saying you can't have the kids, she's a terrible mother, you know, in your case, restraining orders, trying to drive you crazy, making oh, well, you look I crazy. Do you know what? I just keep, Go ahead. I just keep going back to no logical person would ever take a loving mother away from their children unless it is done vindictively and with mm-hmm. malicious intent. You know, they're, I mean, come on. You know, it happens to allegation. Most of the allegations, all of the allegations that my ex-husband has um, stated, it, it blows my mind. I'm like, how does the judge not see this crap? You know, well, he's no, supposed like to be educated and high on his high horse with the law and yeah. stuff like that. It is unlawful to rip mm-hmm. a child away from their their primary attachment without an evidentiary hearing. We should be, this is part of our due process, we need to have our evidentiary hearing 72 hours after our child's removal. If well, there is no yeah. evidentiary hearing, then... We become um, uh, like all of a sudden there's, you know, um, domestic violence restraining orders keeping us away from our child. I mean, the list is crazy and it is a playbook that I have mastered. You know, I'm just like, go ahead. And I want to sort of steer us away from this a little bit only because. You know, the details of your case are endless. I want to hear about them, but I don't. We're, we're actually, we've sort of run out of time, so we're sort of in overtime now, which is okay. But what I want to cover, just to make sure we cover it, and we, like I said, there's a lot more details of the things that are happening daily with your case. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about the other things you're doing, too. I want to talk about the, the movie stuff, and I want to talk about your podcast and wow. the subjects that you're, you're coming up. And what are the reactions you're getting from your audience? So let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, your website and your podcast. And, and what are the things that you're, you know, yeah, first of all, how absolutely. often is it? When is it? What are you talking about? What are the reactions that you get compared to the reactions that I get from people? Because I get a very uh, uh, intellectual, not saying you don't, but I'm just saying that the people that come here are people that have a good knowledge of the issues because they have to because we actually write bills. Mm-hmm. So we don't have people that You're are listening right. here. like you, you, you don't listen to Action Radio like you listen to a football game. It's a totally different, not that you can't listen to both, but it's a totally different mindset and a totally different audience. So tell us about your podcast right. and, and the folks that listen to you and, and what, what do you guys talk about? Okay, so thank you for um, steering off another direction because I don't have the mental capacity for it right now. Um, I would love to talk about Broken Girl Unchained. Okay, so I'm very proud of my brand. Um, My partner and I, we've started Broken Girl Unchained back in 2018, and it started off as a blog, uh, and it was just for me to connect with other women, other men, in regards to healing after a divorce, because I was, I was guilt-ridden. I was, it was very, very hard for me to, to grieve my divorce. Mm-hmm. I was grieving my family. I wasn't grieving the aspect of my husband or my ex-husband. So I, I was with him since I was 14 years old. You know, he was all that I knew. He was the only, he was the love of my, that disgusts me, but he was the love of my life, you know, at the time. And um, I was learning how to uh, channel all of those emotions. So I mentioned to my fiance now, I, and he's my partner in crime and partner in life. 
Um, he, um, I, uh, I asked him, well, not that I asked him, I told him that I wanted to start a blog and he goes, yeah, okay. So he gifted me the web broken girl unchained mm-hmm. and, um, we started writing articles together. Then it blew up and then we started, um, our podcast and we were that couple that were in our walk-in closet with a handheld, um, uh, recorder recording mm-hmm. each other and um, it was broken to badass was our first episode and it was him interviewing me and um, talking about you know uh, why I wanted to start broken girl unchained what it was going to be based off of and it in broken girl unchained is it's a healing platform for others to understand mental health as well as to, um, to tell their stories from pain to triumph. So we have everyday people like you and I. I, mm-hmm. I have celebrities on my show. I have um, uh, professionals on my show. I've had attorneys. I've had doctors. I've had sex therapists. I've had, I mean, you name it. Totally my show. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's been it, it, my show has really gifted me some beautiful people and family that I call my family because I don't have family, so I've had to create my own family, and um, I can go to them for anything, anything. If I needed a place to stay, if I needed, you know, mm-hmm. um, some some information, or if I needed an affidavit in my in my case they would be more than happy to do it and vouch for me and my credibility. I've worked with Booting Clan's um, attorney, which he is also a family law attorney in Connecticut, very well known. He is, um, he's known as the uh, co-parenting guru. Mm-hmm. Um, he's multiviral. His name is Billy Flynn. And this guy has, he told me a play-by-play before um, uh, our our divorce got really messy, he was just like, "Be careful, because it's going to get worse. Once you oh, cut him of off completely, yeah, it's yeah. going to get worse." And yeah. I was trying to mentally prepare myself, and it's one of my top highest rating shows because of the fact that um, were it, those guidelines that he gave me are super crucial. You know, and um, and people learn off of them. So, um, well, and, and that's funny. I want to. I want to sort of. Um, I'd like to actually concentrate on that a bit more uh, next time. I'm going to hold this up for now um, because I think that um, divorce in America is is such a huge problem. Family court, the more general things. I mean, your case is is amazing, and uh, I want to talk about. It, but I want to make it more for for other folks with their own divorces yeah, and so they can sure. relate to it. And I'm thinking that, yeah, it would be interesting to sort of, you know, I don't know if you have stats or figures on, on how bad this is, how extensive, does anybody have a good time in family or a good experience of family court? I would say no. You just have, you just have degrees of bad experience, you know, and it's just, this is such a horrendous problem, but um, let's, let's hold up for now and sort of when, when is your podcast? Where is it available? What's your website? Let's get folks that, that information too, so they can, uh, they can go yeah, share and take a look uh, at it and, and go from there. Yeah. And then I'm going to go, uh, oh, you're ready for tomorrow's show. 
Right, right. No, thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so we're just relaunching some of our new um, episodes. So we're, I've kind of taken a step, a step back to focus on my case and to focus on um, my film, my filming right. and the projects that I'm working on. But um, it's going to be uh, once every Thursday. And um, yeah, you can find us. We're partners with um, uh, iHeartRadio and Pandora. Mm-hmm. So you can yeah. find us on uh, their platforms or you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, a- Amazon, Alexa. I mean, you can. <laughs> well, see, this one I need to talk to you about for for Action Radio because I'm I'm wondering if they can take a blog a blog talk show directly and and play it as a podcast on those different uh, those different platforms, as they say. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have question. a great. Yeah. yeah, my 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 fiance. He he really really studied. Um, how to, you know, get us out there and to mm-hmm. um, and to reach those platforms. We've hit um, iHeartRadio's top 100 twice, once wow. in 2019 and once in 2020. Well, and can he come on the show? Does he want to come on the show and talk about podcasts? What do you think? <laughs> I'm serious. Absolutely. He's a great, he's a great, he okay. is just, he hit. I fell in love. One of the things, well, I fell in love with him because of a lot of things. He's just great at everything, but he's a great mm-hmm. father. His his IQ level is off the charts, mm. and he's just he. It takes a certain kind of man to really go walk through what I'm going through, you That's know. True. And and he has really walked through it with me so gracefully, and I couldn't ask for a better partner in life or through this journey and it's been fun it's been i mean granted all the tragedy but i mean i'm filming in the in the menendez brothers mansion you know in in beverly hills i am interviewing celebrities i'm walking red carpets i'm just like this is it's the life you know, and I well, I could show from LA. Whatever. You know, if you want to, if you want to show me around LA sometime, I could. Uh, you know, all I need is my computer, my microphone, and a plug, <laughs> and, and a Wi-Fi. I can do the show from anywhere right. in the world. I just take my computer right. with me. But uh, in fact, actually, for for my my cameo, as we mentioned earlier, for those of you that missed it, you're just you're joining us late, as they say. Uh, I get to be in the movie. I can't believe it. This is be so much fun. But I can also do the show. Yeah. I can do the show live. You know, yeah. if uh, depending on what time you do, uh, and I can schedule the show anytime. So whenever I'm not working with you guys directly, then that's the priority. But if I have some extra time, I'll just you know drag up the computer and just you know, do a show. <laughs> that could be. I'll have yeah, you guys we be we're gonna have. We're yeah. going to have you in um, the Falcon and um, okay. yeah, it's just going to be so, uh, it's going to be so fun working with some, um, some really big um, actors, but you know what? Somebody might be a celebrity to me and they might not be a celebrity to you. You know um, what I mean? And yeah. that's just the way I look at it. Like the, some of the people I've had on my show, I look at them like celebrities. And they're like, well, they're really not that big. I'm like, to who? To you? <laughs> well, I- that's fascinating. People tell me all the time, have, have you heard this happen? They say, well, you know so-and-so's videos. I'm like, no. Well, how come you don't know so-and-so? And it's this obscure person that uh, you know, they, they think is the, the greatest person in the world, which is fine. And a lot of times they're interesting people. But there's only so many people we can know. And it's fascinating when people tell me, you know, you have to know this person. And someone else says, well, don't you know this person? No, I don't. You know? And they said, well, you have to right. listen to this. I said, well, you know what? I'm doing my own show. Why don't you send them my show? <laughs> 
know. Right, 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 right. You know, it's like, yeah. And so do you find that, that people are always throwing you other podcasts of other people that you have to listen to? And you're like, well, listen to oh, my show. Here's all the time. Yeah. All okay. the time. I guess and it goes you know, with the territory. I get, a lot of, I get a lot of people saying, oh, I, wanna, I want you to interview this person, that person. And yep. I'm, I'm game for it. I just don't have the time because I'm so invested in mm-hmm. A, my case, B, my films that I'm working right. on. And yep. so I'm kind of handing the baton over about, because I'm going to do a segment on my show in regards to the family court and mm-hmm. um, domestic violence stories and stuff like that. I'm handing that to another mom. And then Mike and I are still going to handle all the fun stuff like sex, um, divorce, um, let's uh, personality disorders um, and all the fun stuff, you know, my life doesn't have to revolve around that tragedy or my, you know, it's, I don't have to fit anybody else's narrative, but my own. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm totally taking my time on this, you know, and the, the films is what I'm really, really stoked about because I get to learn the ins and outs. I've got names, I got the title of executive producer on one of the films I'm working on, which I'm so wow. excited about. Can you I give details or is that still uh, is that still a secret? Uh, sincerely Serene um, is not it's not a secret. Um, okay. we don't we have Dark Hoffman that's actually directing the film. He he did all the digital creation for um, for Hocus Pocus 2, for Avatar 2, for, uh, he, he's just an amazing director. I can't wait to start working with him. He, I call him the king of darkness. <laughs> wow. What a, and, what a pleasant name. And now I'd like to meet the king of darkness. Thank you. Pleasure. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yes, hey, I got a question, yes, uh, yes. question before we go. Um, have, you, have you ever done movie reviews for anything? My cat. I have not. Um, Mike is a writer, and um, he used to. I don't have to write them. <laughs> but what I'm, cur- what I'm question, what I'm asking is, is, I'm I, he, is I was just curious the, like, because I'd love to have like you? a movie. Like, uh, well, yeah. In other words, would you do a movie review segment as as part of your report? You know, that's a, that's. I've never had anyone. If someone asked me, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I, it, right. And I'm almost like scared to get because uh, not scared. Why? I, I, you? I You're fearless. After all you've been through? I don't, I don't. Why would you be scared no, of no, it? No, no, no. I just don't want to <laughs> hurt anyone. So it's like, do I be completely honest or do yes. I? <laughs> well, it, you know. You know, and here's, that's a really good question. So honesty, honesty, if it serves a purpose. You know, in other words, I don't uh, let a lot of people name personal, name private people's names. If they're a private person, then you don't name the name. If you're vindictive about it, you're not going to be on my show. I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying the people that come on to do that kind of stuff. So public information, if we're going to talk about uh, a court trial, the, the, the names that are public, the judge, the, the attorneys, you know, the case itself, that's public. So that's okay. But I don't want private people you know, to be out there just because they have a right to be private if they're not a public citizen. You and I are public figures. So we give up a certain measure of privacy for doing that. Mm-hmm. So the question is, do you, are you honest where it's good? Are you, are you doing it just to hurt somebody's feelings or are you doing it because it's really going to help people? If you talk about a divorce case, are you talking about it because you want to get back at your ex, not you, but I know just in general, or is it generally to help people go through the process? So that's the question you know, right. have to, that I ask. Am I being honest because, you know, I want to get somebody or am I being honest because it really is good information that people need to know. So as long as you can, can 
justify that what you're doing, what you're saying is honest. Yes, because it's honest and honest. You don't have to be honest. There's no requirement to tell people things that are true, which is going to hurt their feelings for no reason. You know, that's. Uh, so how do but you feel a- about like really being a part of of history here, Greg? Well, that's a really great question. Um, I love it. Uh, I've always wanted to do something meaningful. Uh, I'll be quite honest. You know, if I get in the history books for something that I've accomplished, I think that's going to be wonderful. But it had to be something that had significance. It wasn't just, you know, not self-aggrandizing. In other words, I had to contribute something. I had to create something. I had to build something. And so, so to be quite honest, what we're building here at Action Radio uh, is a way that's going to extend long after me. So the whole purpose of creating this whole idea of citizen legislation is it goes beyond me. That's why I have younger people on. We have our youngest was on today, Brianna Cannon. She's 16. So go back to the beginning of the oh, show. Really? She's brilliant. Oh, yeah. She's um, one of my favorite people. Um, what did, what talk, did she touch on, if you don't mind me asking? Well, her report's called Government Inquiry. And so where she came uh-huh. from, and also Amber Kemper, who's 18, uh, who does our, our Constitution report on Fridays. The two of them came from a place called Patriot Academy. And this is a place uh, in Texas, in Austin, that does mock legislature. So in other words, they have, uh, I don't know, maybe 100 students uh, that they get together and they perform as the Texas state legislature. And they write bills and they lobby bills and they talk to each other and bills go through and some actually get passed. And the ones that they do, they can make recommendations, you know, to the actual Texas legislature on the bills that they come up with, with the student, with the mock one. Mm-hmm. No, what I'm trying to do is get Rick Green, the head of that, to come on the show here because I want to talk to him and all of his graduates of Patriot Academy and see if they want to lobby stuff for real. Not just mock right. legislation, but real <clears throat> citizen legislation that they can take to the states. And also, if you have some people around Washington, they can take it directly to Congress. So I'm looking for lobbyists, too. So this is going to be a show of lobbyists. Mm-hmm. So we build this. I want talk show hosts you know, around the country that want to do this to take bills and work with their audience and, and advocate those bills. I want journalists to become what I call, instead of being a journalist, which is objective, because that doesn't exist anymore, uh, the left you know, controls the press, uh, and they do it by uh, basically PR um, you know, operation for the left. So we need conservative news advocates. It's a new term I came up with. And what a conservative news advocate is, is someone that, that does news, but they also offer solutions. So they document the problems, and then they offer the solutions. So in other words, if someone said, here's my favorite example. It's kind of trashy, but it's, it's cute. Um, Michael Thomas, who calls himself Leah, the, the male swimmer on the University of Pennsylvania, you know, women's swim team. Okay. Uh-huh. So the problem is, the problem is he's a man. He's biologically a man. He looks like a man. He sounds like a man, you know, and, uh, you know, he's, he's still got man parts. <laughs> so what my solution to that is kind of clever, I think, is that they do, uh, the women do a photo shoot. In fact, the whole team does a, does a photo shoot uh, in bikinis. That would solve wow. that problem. Okay, so there's, right. so there's a solution to the problem. The, the solution, when we talk about the vaccine injuries, now we'll get serious, okay? So this, uh, the mental image, I think, is kind of bad on that one, too, but it's funny. But don't do it. So that's how you solve that problem. Well, if you're not going to be in the bikini mm-hmm. shoot, dude, then you shouldn't be on the swim team, the women's swim team, dude. Right. <laughs> you know, so, that, so that's ridicule. That's how you handle that problem. So the problem of product liability for, for vaccine makers, there, there are people who are being killed every day by the COVID shot, okay? There are people who are being injured and crippled every day by the COVID shot. We know this. Uh-huh. Uh, the Surgeon General of Florida, Dr. Lapido, or Latipo, I always get that wrong, Latipo, just made a recommendation that men under 40 do not get any COVID shots. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so, so the solution to the COVID shot is product liability because vaccine makers are exempt from product liability. So any, any reporter that reports 
on the, the deaths and injuries and problems and hassles and mandates and restrictions and people fired for the COVID shot should also say there is citizen legislation that puts product liability back on vaccine makers. Conservative news advocate. You report the right. problem and you offer a solution. Now, many times that's going to be citizen legislation, but certainly not always, as my, what I think would be really clever. See, we'll see if Mike Thomas will, will pop on a bikini there, dude. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that's my silly example, but, but the other ones are, are very, are very true. And there's other ways to do it. You know, the solution uh, when anybody reports on the election, they should be saying, by the way, this, you know, says, well, we have the upcoming uh, midterm elections here in uh, November of 2022. Uh, and hopefully that will correct the errors of the stolen election of 2020. So you just incorporate that right in. So in other words, you bring in the solutions with everything you do. And so that's so, so the answer to the question, do I want to be in the history books? Sure. I think it'd be kind of cool. Um, you know, that's my own personal ego talking, but quite frankly, it had to be because my, my conscious side says it has to, if I'm going to do that, if I'm going to do something that, that actually turns out to be really great, it can't be just for my own aggrandizement. I can't, you know, I'm not going to, uh, it's not for me. This is why I made a, a conscious decision not to call the show the Greg Penglis show. It's action radio. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. Yes, I'm doing it. Obviously I'm the voice you hear most of the time, but it's, it's really about you folks. It's about right. legislators. It's about teaching people. It's about you know giving news people a new option they never had. It's about legislators accepting legislation from regular people. And it's about regular people writing it. It's about teaching people how to do it. It's about having workshops I on the think show. I are going to make a strong impact through your show, through the, um, the film. I think mm-hmm. it's a great way to just inform. And also tell a beautiful story, you know, it's going to be, it's a really good story. And um, I think you'll you everyone would be very proud. Um, And it's going to be done with so much class and taste and elegance. However, it's going to be more modern, you know, I'm a lobbyist and I have a full sleeve tattoo and he wants that. He doesn't want makeup over it. I mean, my tattoo goes all the way up my neck, you know, mm. and it's an Alice in Wonderland theme. And I have a huge, like, 3D clock on my on my hand. You're so, badass. Yeah. He's just like, you're, you're going to be the modern lobbyist. That's a badass. And I was like, yes, I love it. I love it. I was jumping up and down as soon as, I mean, he doesn't want no one else. He's like, your words hold merit. He wants me, I'm, I'm involved in the designing of my dress to the design to um, other, in other scenes as well. I'm also involved in the jewelry aspect of it. I got Steve Sosko, which is a Hollywood um, jewelry designer, designing my jewelry. Wow. Um, I've worked with him in the past. Um, he designed jewelry for the Showboat and Factory Girl. It's it's um, it, it, he his pieces are so beautiful. I can't work, I can't wait to put everything into motion. And we're still at the beginning stages of it in pre-production. Um, we got uh, we got some huge investors, angel investors as well. Wow! And. Um, maybe I hate to say yeah. this now, but maybe they'll they'll invest in action radio of an actual, you know, citizen legislature. Just a thought. Don't tell them now. 
save it for later. But you know, I'm just you know, I'm thinking let's, that uh, yeah, let's yeah, hope they they're listening. Hint, hint, wink, you know, wink. It's, it's a big, we just gave a big hint, but it's up to you guys because you know we, we are unique in the world. I'll just drop that little hint too. But I can't tell you how excited I am to be a part of this. I've always wanted to be in a movie. I've wanted to be part of a movie. I want to be behind the scenes of the movie. I want to see that catered mm-hmm. food that comes in. I want to talk to the the, the, the regular <laughs> folks, the makeup people. You know, the folks that bring in the costumes. I want to talk to, I want to see what the best boy does. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know if I can say it anymore. I want to know what the grip does. I mean, I see these credits. All, I want to know what these people do. You know me. And I okay. like talking to just regular folks. I, this, this show is not for superstars. Nobody here is a, is a broadcast professional. That includes me. I do not have a degree in broadcasting. I don't have a communications degree. I don't have, uh, you know, decades of experience. I haven't been trained by, by all these folks in, uh, you know, radio stations for years. I just walked Either in and did it. Isn't it great? Neither have I, and I'm top ten global. You know, my our podcast, Mike and I's podcast. I mean, we never expected to do as well as it's doing, and and sometimes I think like, wow, this is my fucking. Oh, sorry, excuse my language. This is my. (laughs) That's okay. One one per show is okay. You got you got one F. (laughs) (laughs) I see. I talk a lot on my show. I and and it's again. It's because I'm not going to stop being who I am um, to fit anyone else's narrative. Because I cuss doesn't mean I'm a bad mom. Doesn't mean I'm not professional. Doesn't mean I'm not loyal. Doesn't mean I'm not dependable. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean that. Well, we got I don't so many words in the English that. language. There's so many great words in the English I, language. I like to, I like to, to delve into all of them. One of them. Yeah, I know it the is. The F word is one of them. You can say it with conviction. You can say okay, it with well, love. Can... Should I practice? <laughs> you should practice. Practice okay, when you feel comfortable with it. I'll do my F bombs. I'll do my <laughs> F bomb exercise. I'll walk down the street F bombing all the way. See how I feel. I'll go bike riding F bombing. My dad's like, oh my God, why are you always saying the F word? And I'm like, so I start teasing him with it. And it's all about respect. I get it. But I'm just like, I do it to annoy him because I'm his Did you watch the video I, I sent you? Did you ever watch that video on I the did. Maharishi? You did? What do you think? I did. It, it was very enlightening, you know. And it was <laughs> Most beautiful <laughs> word in English language. <laughs> All these scenarios. I can't, I, can't, sorry, I can't bring myself to say it. I can't say it on the radio. I just can't. I just, it just, it's just me. You guys, you drop an F-bomb, it's okay. I can do it in, in, in private. Me, I can fuck, do fuck, it with fuck. friends. Okay, fine. Thank you. Be that way. I'm sorry, and I don't mean to disrespect your show, and I don't mean to like. Oh, that was funny, actually. Any, uh, I don't want to curse your show by any means. I think it's a beautiful word, beautiful word, and that it, sounds you harsh. can say it with aggression, you can say it with conviction, you can say it with love. Like, okay, I'm the last f bomb, I promise. But when someone says I fucking love you, you feel it. You're just like, ah. Wow. Yes. Yes. I yes, felt that. That wow. person has my back. Yeah. You know what I mean? When that I person do. just says, can love you. It's just like, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Not just, I okay. love you. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It does make a difference. You know? Yeah. It does. I wonder how it sounds and in Chinese. How, how do you, I wonder how a Chinese swear sounds like. Or how do you I say I love you in German? <laughs> just, they're harsh languages <laughs> out there. It's just that the F-bomb sounds harsh. But it, the way you said it, 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 it makes perfect sense. But uh, most of the time, it's just it's it's a harsh sound. There's just words that just don't. I don't know. It's just, I'm just weird. Call, oh, call I catch my, a lot my... of I catch a lot of slap on that. You know, I catch a lot of oh. heat for okay. um, for my sailor potty mouth. You know, mm. but I own it. 
because that's who I am and I'm not going to, I had to pretend to be someone I wasn't when I was a little girl with my mom and, it, you know, my, I was raised by a narcissistic mother. And, oh, yeah, um, been there. Same with me. Like, if I didn't fit her narrative, if I didn't make X amount of money, if I didn't do this, this, or that, I was a piece of crap to her. And I now I don't have to live like that. I have mm-hmm. a honey that, like, loves me, that thinks I'm goofy. And it's like I fart and he thinks it's cute. He's like, oh, babe, stop. You know, <laughs> that's romantic. It's not like that. We're not the things we hear on the show. <laughs> but, never, never surprise. You know, never ending. I'm just yeah, saying, he just adores me, and that is, and he, you know, that's love. That is love, and I know healthy love now. That's what I was trying to get to through the whole toxicity of the whole Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing. Is right. I know toxicity, but now I know healthy love. Like, it doesn't have to be so dramatic every day. I, it, it, it doesn't have, I don't have to be living in constant chaos. Yeah, I'm not there you yet. Know? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm, still of the, uh, I'm, I'm still happily single. Now, if somebody wants to try and change my mind, I'm open. You know, I'm, I'm not closing this off. I'm just saying uh, it's a long path single. for me. What's that? I've never been single, Greg. I think I was single for like six months before I met my fiancé. And he proposed three months after I met, and I met so him yeah. the, the weekend given, given your that experience, my divorce was final. Yeah, given your experience, that's actually surprising to get attached to someone that quickly. But if, if you know, you know. I mean, that's the difference. I, I'm not in that position. You know, so it, yeah. it's, uh, we, shall, we shall see. So if you want to introduce me to someone when I'm out in Hollywood, like an L.A. babe. Hey, <laughs> you know, I know tons. I know tons of women. I think oh. you would do quite well in L.A. Okay. <laughs> well, which is really interesting. You know, you know, the biggest problem, quite honestly, is time. Uh, and I don't, you know, yeah. I, I, have, I have barely enough time to do this show. Because as you know, mm-hmm. it takes, you know, you're doing your show once a week. I do three hours a day. And I know. Always, it's, you know. But isn't it a healing platform for you in some type of way? Like you're okay, you're you're single, right? You, all you mm-hmm. have is this, this time alone, so you're mm-hmm. filling it with interactions from other people. Like you and I never met, mm-hmm. you know, not in person. And they were best friends, you know. <laughs> yeah. and th- yeah, that just happened like two phone, weeks ago. Like, like I need help with something. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, that's, that's the beauty of podcasting and that's the beauty of uh, having a voice with a platform because mm-hmm. you can say whatever the fuck you want to say. So there you go again. <laughs> what am I going to do with you? Now you're doing it, to, now you're doing it just, to, just to spite me. I, I know why. No, yeah, you are. I meant that with conviction. I you did, it and it was, very, it was very convicting. You, you're you're going to be convicted of, of swearing on my show all the time. It's hysterical. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? You can't come on now. There's no more report with you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I respect no, no, no. that. But I would never do that. I totally no, and, and, that. You know, it, it but here's what's interesting, though. We just uh, we actually just lost a report, uh, and it's done. You know, in fact, I have a, a guest that uh, has uh, has done run the course of what they wanted to do. They've accomplished what they wanted, and they're moving on. Uh, our doctors panel ran for 18 weeks in a row. I'm talking Dr. Judy Mikovits, Brian Artis, Jim Thorpe, uh, Ben Marvel, yeah, John Cullen, the data expert. I had the best doctors uh-huh. in America for 18 weeks, oh, three yeah. hours of a shot. Let's talk about this. I would love well, to chime in on that. Well, it's over. <laughs> we already did it. 
Oh, shoot. Um, when did... <laughs> doesn't mean I can't call him back. I thought it was, no, like, I... I thought it was next week. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we started 18 weeks ago. Actually, 20 weeks ago. So we've, we've uh, just... We uh, John have these... mm-hmm. I, I have back. so many questions. Okay. I mean, so many questions about trauma. So many questions. How, how does someone have intimacy after trauma? I mean... Oh, you know what really... you need to do? Okay, now wait a minute. No, no, I've got the perfect solution. You need to call uh, when Dorothy Diana is on. Dorothy Diana does our sex and sensuality report. Call her. Okay. Call her okay. during... And I've got your number here. because She's on Mondays, uh, 9 a.m. Central. So same time you're on. Yeah. Okay. You're on Tuesdays, okay. so she's on Mondays. Yeah. So give her a call one one week, and uh, I've got your number. So we can either plan it in advance, and in fact, you guys can talk to each other, or uh, I mean, you're both on the Action Radio group chat, so you guys can talk to each other anytime you want. Um, but uh, it'd be it's it's better on the show unrehearsed because that way we get the spontaneous questions. That's why I don't talk to people much before they come on the show. In fact, usually I don't talk to them at all. Because then yeah, it gets right. rehearsed. I don't rehearse. Yeah, and you know, just, see, and this talk. is the thing. I, I mm-hmm. run everything a little bit differently the way you do. I always pre-interview hmm. it, somebody. Hmm. But nothing scripts. Nothing is scripts. Because okay. I want to make sure that my personality matches theirs. I want to make sure their story is what I'm looking for. Not saying not everybody's story doesn't matter, what mm-hmm. I'm saying, I wanted to make sure it's a good fit for our show. Yes, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, I, I'm, I'm out on the edge. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the, I'm on the, uh, I'm the bungee cord of talk radio. <laughs> throw myself see, out what there if I'm just, just cussing away at somebody and someone's like, oh crap, like she's totally. <laughs> she's, well, no, see, I do, but I handle it differently because you know? I don't cuss because I don't swear on the radio. Uh, it's very civil. Mm-hmm. Now, here's there's two sides to that. There's civil if someone's incredibly disagreeable. I'm still civil, but I can mute them. I can take them off the air. I can cut the call. Mm-hmm. I can do anything I want. Right. Uh, usually I'll give a warning, right. um, but, there, but there are times, you know, when I've had to, uh, uh, and, and folks, I'm not going to name them, but uh, every once in a while someone, you know, they come on the show and then they try to make it their show and tell me what to do. Uh, that will get you off. Really oh, yeah, fast. yeah. <laughs> that's oh, that's, yeah, a, that, that's not negotiable. That. Okay, so, don't, so that, right. that doesn't work. But what I'm saying is, but I still, I don't do it on the air. I don't fight with people on the air. You know, mm-hmm. and if I have a guest that's, uh, in fact, I want to get more liberal callers on, I'm not going to fight with them on the air. I'm not going to try and oh, beat them over I the head. What and if they try and beat me. memorable argument on air? We had a caller um, before that, uh, that actually had to ban from the show because she was saying the same thing over and over and it got boring. But early on, this is back before we were censored, before COVID, and she always used to give the classic uh, liberal response. She said, well, that's just your opinion. Well, I said, well, that's just your opinion. And we go back and forth. And then I talk about Dr. Fascist. And she says, you can't call him that. He's an expert. Are you an expert? Oh, well, yes, I am. Well, do you have a medical degree? Well, no, I don't. Well, what makes you an expert? I can read the studies he reads. And besides, I'm right and he's wrong. That's what makes me an expert. And we go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth like this all the time. She says, well, I have, I have scientific proof. I, I follow the science. I said, really? Well, do you, do you read the studies? Well, no. Well, then how do you follow the science? You know, I mean, this kind of stuff, this would go back and forth. And I get bored with it after a while. So I just banned her. Because she'd always call the show. And then she changed her name. And then she uh, called from a different number. And I found the new number. And it's on, I have a band list. There are callers that do not get back on the show simply because I'm not going to have that kind of hassle. They get their chance. And that's it. They're gone. Uh, we had some mm-hmm. uh, callers a couple of weeks ago with Dorothy. Um, and now I've, I actually found a way, because of those callers, I found a way to, uh, to go off the air. Uh, we have a screening function which I usually have a producer do. We have a new person coming on here in a little bit um, where we just take the line and, uh, and I go off and then people talk around me. So I have to have people on the show who I can trust to sort of take over the show when I'm not there. And I do have people like that. 
uh, like Josie and Pianchi were talking, uh, and, and, and Dorothy was on. I screened the call and it was good. It actually turned out to be a really good caller. Uh, but that was an interesting episode yesterday. But now I know I can do that. See, I, I, would, I would just want to make sure that what I said didn't go out over the air. Because if something wrong happens on the show, I have to delete the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. and then plus you're liable for it. And it's yeah, I don't want to do that. That's why, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've had attorneys on the show that they've listened back to, the, you know, their show. And they're just like, hey, can you clip this part, you know? Nope. Yep, that's what I've experienced. I've had one co-host <clears throat> slap me with a season desist and um, stated that she wanted to sue me because she didn't like the shadow underneath her chin during our promo video. <laughs> so uh, I, it I'm was sorry. just ridiculous. And I had, it, that was a lot of time wasted. Um, yeah. I've never had that. With her. And I spent a lot of time in LA, you know, and I mean, mm-hmm. that's the hotels, that's gas, that's food, you know. Um, it got really, really difficult. I'm going to LA. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be in a movie. Yes, I'm going are. to L.A. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Or Philadelphia, well, you know what, whichever's closer. <laughs> well, Philadelphia's fine, too. Which, um, I mean, I'll go anywhere to be in a movie. Um, that, that's fine with me. I'll just bring, like I said, I'll bring my uh, computer and microphone with me, and we shall go. We should stop. we we got to uh, we got to pick this up next week. But uh, uh, yes, So when's your show air so people can find it? And then talk, uh, I won't... talk about any of the things I wanted to talk about. <laughs> you didn't? We'll do it next week. Keep no, a list. No, I wanted to talk about... You know, I sent you that article, and it was how, you know, scientifically proven that sex heals migraines. You know, I yes. totally, uh, so, so that's a great article. Let's save it for next week because it'll still cure, sex Absolutely. will still cure migraines next week. Um, and so what you need to do, and, and I'll just let you know, if you want to talk about something, just say, hey, Greg, I want to talk about this and just go for it. Uh, this you. is this is your okay, hour because you. I I I always have my mind. Uh, this I don't is want the ADHD to brain. About that. What's yeah, that? I don't want to talk about. I I don't really want to talk about the family court stuff. It's already like okay, we've it, done it. It's already taken. So we, yeah, yeah, we've accomplished what we want to accomplish. No, not that. that I don't want to. I, I guess I will, but you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. The, if, no, if, I do. This is I agree. The, this is a spot on your show that I'm reporting. I want to report on everything. I want to mm-hmm. report about that. You know, councilman in in Los Angeles County that was saying, you know, racial slurs about an African-American child, you Mm -hmm. know, and she's not resigning. You know, it's disgusting. <laughs> I want to talk about that stuff. <laughs> well, see, and that's what I want to, so here's what we do. So, so from so going forward, you've got your story out there. It's on podcast. So you got last week mm-hmm. and this week, and you can share those. And that's a really good story of your story. So now that we've covered that, so now we branch into more reporting. So you bring in different topics, you bring in different subjects, and right. again, you're free. You're free to talk about anything you want. Uh, believe me, if it's that objectionable, and I don't, you know, I just don't like the really gross stuff. But as far as, 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 as controver- controversial topics, you can be as controversial as you want. So let's do that. Let's move into the things and subjects, and, and let's let that brain of yours, that wonderful, creative, genius brain of yours, kind of go crazy and report on things. that. This is why I don't have a name for your report, yeah. other than uh, where for Arthur Julia. That's what I'm in other talking words, about. In, in other words, where are we going today? So that's going to be fun. All right, we've got to go. Right. I'm hungry. Okay. Well, it was a pleasure. Lunch, it was a pleasure. It's always a pleasure, Greg. And until next time. Thank you very much. And we'll do it again. Bye. Thanks, Juliet. Bye now. <laughs> Bye. All right. So just to close up today, uh, this has been fascinating. Uh, and again, uh, I'm going to come back to these topics. There are a lot of articles I didn't get to, but that's okay. Uh, this is spontaneous. This is spontaneous and unrehearsed. 
It's so unrehearsed. I have no idea what anybody's going to bring to the show. That's, that's how unrehearsed we are. All right. Anyway, so Juliet Ramos, that's uh, her with uh, Where For Out Though Juliet, and who knows where we'll go. Um, if you want to find us, the show site here, blogtalkradio.com, so Citizen Action, our legislative website, and this is the big one, writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S, writeyourlaws.com. And a couple of little announcements here to tell you about the show, and I'll be back tomorrow at, I believe, 7 a.m. Tomorrow's Wednesday, 7 a.m. Central Time. Talk to you then. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 